Yeah, buds. Buddy the elf. Yeah. Bud, yeah. Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review and discuss horror movies, not horror films. I am Boss Tuna, and with me, as always, is... Drunk Darius. Mr. Drunk Darius. Glad to be back. It's only been the standard two weeks, but it feels like a lot longer. I think it was only a week this time, was it? No, it was two Oh, weeks. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we had... Um, Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah, Labor Day in between there, so... And I everything going on and man I, I i didn't really see a lot of movies this week uh yeah i mean i think i got my fakes out but i saw some stuff yeah i think i really only watched uh well i guess we'll get into that in a little bit but i watched the two we're talking about tonight and maybe just a couple others but it's been football started back up uh you know had to stay in a hotel for work and yeah. you know just binge watched a bunch and there's not much left yeah well you gotta start gearing up here for 2018 pretty soon so well there's a bunch coming out oh I know it's gonna be a kick ass fall we got oh man we, we've got some awesome movies I mean the, have you uh have you heard of the ranger no looks pretty dope it's like a it's supposed to be like a punk rock 80s slasher type kind of like green room not punk, but I never metal. would have guessed with the name The Ranger that it would be. I know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> a movie like that. Yeah, we got the the nun at this point getting a lot of uh, attention. Predators on the verge of coming out. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Suspiria remake. It's it's uh it's gonna be a hot fall. It's gonna be pretty crazy. So. Um, tonight's show is. I don't, um, I, I don't think it's going to be a five-hour show like we had last time. The last couple were pretty long. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to cut out some of the one. Because the movie itself was like three hours long. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think we need to, really need to edit anything out. But no. No, we'll see. Um, yeah, we've got uh, the two. I mean, this is episode six. So we're trucking along. I can't believe it's this is our sixth episode already. But yeah. It's yeah, it doesn't feel like it, but fall is can you feel it? Yes, I mean it's been fall. like sixties, seventies all week. Maybe not quite sixties. Sixties at, cool at night. Yeah. Fifties, yeah. sixties at night. It's getting pretty cool. We're gonna be there pretty soon. Gonna be there pretty soon. Pumpkins are starting to grow on the sides of the road and all that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Pumpkin farm. Uh the movies we are watching tonight, something wicked this way comes and Zodiac. Uh, just a reminder, if this just happens to randomly be the first episode you listen to, um, you know we cover one older movie, one newer movie. Uh, older movie is 94 and older, and newer movie is 95 and newer. 
Uh, we do spoilers on both of them. So at the end of each episode, we will uh, tell you the movies for next week. And you've got two weeks. If you listen in order, you've got two weeks to listen or watch those movies. So you're kind of in the conversation right. with us as we break them down. Um, or if you don't really care, we go through the movies and we kind of break them down scene by scene. And If you don't plan on watching it, yeah, you, you can listen probably, to it. Yeah, you us. probably won't need to watch the movie if you listen to us. We'll break it down pretty good. So, um, so yeah, we got those two movies tonight. Uh, we have um, the discussion topic, which we'll get into in a second. And the segment tonight is uh, Boss Tuna's Actor Spotlight, which um, I was kind of hesitant on. It's the first time that we've done this segment, but... Yeah, we never... Yeah. No one really covers the actors that much. No, other than the, no. And, and, and I, 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 after I was kind of getting into it, and you guys will kind of see what I did and how I did it, but I, I, I kind of enjoyed it, so I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a segment that was going to last, but... Uh, I was kind of yeah. Once I got into it, I, I was I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So before we go any further, I don't know what we're waiting for. We've been sitting here forever. Yeah, drunk Darius has been sober God, for too long. Goodness, I know this. I've just been licking my chops thinking about this here. So we're gonna get um, these beers here. Let's get them flowing. Yeah, let's get them flowing. What are we drinking? Um, we are drinking. Wait, wait till you see this come out of this growler and then you're going to guess what style beer it is probably won't be too hard we'll see if we can't get the that i love that sound next to a puck hitting a pipe on a goalie uh net this is one of my favorite sounds ever oh yeah i can't really probably couldn't even really hear i'll add in some sound (laughs) that was the beer getting poured in let's try that again Oh, yeah, that's a little bit better. Oh, yeah. This is a peanut butter porter. Um, oh, I got the sticker stuck oh. on my hand here. What, what are your first impressions, Mr. Drunk Darius? It smells like popcorn. Concert. Really? It smells like, it smells like popcorn. Get my buttery fingers all over this. <laughs> Long Route Peanut Butter Porter by Imperium Brewing Company. That's Imperium. Uh, they are out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Not too far. They're kind of our neighbors, I guess, from where we're at. Um, and it is a 5% ABV, which I was actually kind of surprised. Like, typically you'd think of these... Yeah, higher alcohol content. Yeah, these thick, dark beers, a little bit higher. Tastes good. You know what? I don't know if it's because you said popcorn, but I swear to God, when I tasted it, like the first notes I got was like butter popcorn. That's what it smells like. Yeah, that's strange. It's good. For sure. But if, if this was called popcorn beer, I would totally buy it. Not like literally, but figuratively. <laughs> um, but yeah, Imperium out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and this is how they ex- explain it. It's an American porter. Um, with the delightful aroma of peanut butter cup, this porter maintains a porter backbone with notes of chocolate peanut butter and toast, a perfect balance of beer and candy flavors. And the only thing I see wrong with that is uh, they should say it tastes like popcorn, yeah. or at least smells like popcorn. So It's kind of good Halloween beer. It is. I am going to check us in, and... 
I'm using the Untapped app. So I've been fairly new. One of my coworkers got me in on this. If you guys uh, are into, you know, this, actually you can use it with any kind of beer, but it's more for like that, uh, I don't want to say craft beer, but it's a good app. Uh, you can look up um, pretty much any kind of brewery and beer on there. And, and it's, it re- it's basically like Facebook, but for beer lovers. So, excuse me. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm rating this right now. It's out of five. What would you rate this out of five? I don't know. It's good, but three point five maybe. Yeah, that's where I was. I was sitting right at a three point two five. It's kind of tough. Like I don't know if I should rate this among like other peanut butter porters or beer overall. Yeah. But what do you compare it to? I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of peanut butter porters. I like it. You know what? I'll go with 3.5. And, and I'm just going to rate this as compared to a um, peanut butter porter. porter. Just a porter, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to rate it to compared to like my favorite beer, right. which is probably an IPA or something. But. For sure. All right. Let's uh, – yeah, you got to get get on this so I can tag you on this. We'll yeah, check in I'll with 3.5. Boom. All right. Everyone's probably like, all right, enough with the beer crap. I drink wine or Mountain Dew. Get back to the horror movies. We'll do a wine episode for you out there. Oh, it's ironic that you say that. What, are you wine? It's ironic that you say that because I do have a little something else in the cooler here. But oh, shit. We'll save it for a little bit of a break. Yeah, I'm excited. So, um, Okay, so where were we? Uh, introduced the beer, talked about the show. Um Got the segments down. Do you have anything before we... How's life been? It's been busy. Apparently, because we still have episodes that need to get edited. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy. You're back back to school. Back to school. We got like Van Wilder across from us here. It's Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Billy Madison. He's working on his second, second grade degree. That's true. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm ready. Let's, I'm in. The, let's get into it. I'm in the fall mood, hardcore. Like, oh, me too. It's, That's what disappoints me. There's no like movies out there streaming or DVD very good. I know. Well, I don't know. It's it's for the Des Moines area where we're in. It's it seems cooler than it should be. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's just kind of put me prematurely in, and I don't do anything premature. I want to get that across right now, but it's, okay. <laughs> it's put me it's put me prematurely in the fall mood which isn't a bad thing well, hopefully it doesn't get too cold in October yeah we no. gotta get the garage finished up this weekend I've, I I don't work so I'm gonna throw the sheetrock up and insulate it and get my uh, heater mounted so I remember I was an actor at the haunted house out here it snowed like the last two weeks of October and no one showed up it's pretty cool though yeah, that doesn't really happen very often in no Iowa. So um, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get this rolling then. So, so we'll start off with the discussion topic. Why don't you? Uh, oh, discussion horror happenings. Oh yeah, it's horror happenings first. Goodness gracious, I need an assistant. Um, yeah, horror happenings. What? Uh, oh, before we get into that, I wrote something down here that I thought was pretty cool. You know that we are only. This is only our sixth episode. Yeah. And we've only done uh, three 
or we've only done six um, older movies. This marks our third movie from 1983. Did you notice that? No shit. Yeah. Do you know what the other ones were? Um. So something. Cujo. So, yeah, Cujo. Something wicked this way comes, and one more. We just did it last week. Oh my goodness, drunk Darius. I can't drunk. remember. Sleepaway right. camp. Huh? Sleepaway camp. Oh yeah. Duh. I thought that was crazy. We've only done six old uh, movies, and three of them were in 1983. What else came out that year? Did you look? Yeah, there's a lot. And uh, let's just say. Uh, was Friday the Thirteenth on there? No, that was eighty one, I think. Oh, okay. the original, we did that too, but yeah, I think you don't hear that yet. Yeah. Um, no, the, the there there's two other ones from eighty three. One of them we're actually gonna I, I was actually thinking about throwing it in soon, but I was like, Oh god, we can't do another one from eighty three, but no, eighty three was a sneaky good year for horror. So it was like that. There's the horror renaissance right there after Halloween. Yeah. And yep, Halloween was, what, 78 or whatever. Yeah. I want to say it was 80 or 81 for Friday the 13th. So, But, uh, yeah, no, let's get into horror happenings. Um, what, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you got? Oh. I don't have much. Actually, I lied. I got, I got a few. Well, first I want to say last week I told you about Summer of 84. Yes, I wrote it down. I didn't see it yet, but... It's a good movie, but I said that they stole from uh, Stranger Things and It. Yeah. But apparently, they had their screenplay out before... Oh, really? ...those other ones even started. No kidding. Yeah. So, so I, I'm sorry there, Summer 84. Well, they're a lower production, so yeah. it probably took them longer to get everything out. Yeah. Editing on a IBM Aptiva 1995 or something. Yeah. See? Low production. It takes <laughs> yeah. a while to edit, right? That's right. Um, the one thing I saw was the first, so Halloween, the first screeners came out and you probably saw this too, but yes, after I the did. first few, uh, critics and whatever, it had a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No shit. Yeah. After I, I forgot what the number was, but as of, I'd say probably a couple nights ago, it dropped down 88%, which is still awesome for Plus, credits. Just credits. Yeah. Critics, someone's yeah. gotta be a... And, 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 and the Rotten Tomatoes, like the critics one is always, because there not there two of them? There's it's like user, user and critics yeah. or something. So the, the critics are always a lot more, oh, I don't want to say always, but for the most part, they're a lot more harsh than the yeah. users. So if you've got that much for a critic one, that's... Yeah, but it worries me a little bit because they always like the boring stuff. No. Well, we'll see, I guess. But, oh, no, I wrote down... Halloween screened at the Toronto Film Festival, or film critics loved it. They film. say it's the best film since the original. God, <laughs> that was the article films. I read. It said film in the first three sentences. Really? Oh, man. It's critics. I hate reading that, because now people are going to get all jacked up for it. So. I know. I know. I don't, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I know. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. I, I still haven't watched any previews on it yet. It's really hard because yeah, don't they, don't watch the preview. Just just this last week they announced like the second preview for it or something. It came out. Yeah, there's another preview for it. I'm, I don't think I want to watch it. The first one gave too much away. To I me know already. that's why I don't. People, trust me. There's one thing you get out of this episode tonight. Don't watch previews. Don't do any kind of research on a movie. <laughs> it, the the unknowing and the surprise is the best part. What else you got? I got like four or five more. Ah. Uh, 
Well, the segue from what you just said, mm-hmm. there's a new movie coming out from the director of the movie Last Shift. Have you seen it? Mm, I know, but it sounds familiar. The Last Shit? Shift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about they're closing down this police precinct. Oh, and I, some okay. lady, has to, I think it's a lady, has to stay there overnight, but then there was like this Manson like cult that was there. And Isn't that, was that like the original and then Assault on Precinct 13 was the remake? No, no, this came out like a couple years ago. Oh, okay. It's pretty good, I'd watch it, I mean, no. it's watchable, but I don't know if I'd watch Sounds it a lot again. like Assault on Precinct 13, I think that's the movie it is. I haven't seen that, I know it's a John Carpenter, but is that Assault horror? Re- no, no, it's not horror. It's um, it's about this police station. Who's the main actors? And I can't even think. Uh, anyways, I, th- I think uh, Sam Jackson is in it, and I want to say Ethan Hawke maybe. Uh, but it's about this uh, police station that's being like yeah raided. Well, yeah, but they're closing it down, and it's oh, like okay. Christmas Eve, and they got this high profile like gangster in there. Oh, you know, I think I have seen. That. And it's about the uh, these. No, they made a remake with to, Ethan Hawke or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, this is a, more like a ghost type. Oh, I got you. Like the Manson stuff happened. I've, I've like heard, I've heard of it. It's, it's a good yeah. it's a good watch. But so, his new movie is called Extremity. And since people liked his last one so much, mm-hmm. it's getting some hype. But Extremity is about a, it's a haunted house movie, like haunted attraction. Yep. Ah. Uh, and it kind of ties in with another one I've been wanting to see called Fear Fest. That's also a haunted attraction, but that's in like a like an insane asylum. Yeah, they almost look identical. It's getting mm-hmm. they're both getting hype, and I watched the trailers. What you just said not to do it. Jesus, they really? turned me off to it. I don't know, man. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you'll come back and watch it, and it'll surprise you. There should be a good haunted house movie like that, but. Yeah. You seen the houses October built? No, I didn't think it was very good. But yeah, I just want to segue into the trailer thing. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I got in Drunk Darius and I kind of talked about this a little bit ago, but um, I'll get to the horror side of this. But there's a Wahlburgers opening up in Des Moines. Yeah. So I, I've actually like I don't watch that kind of TV. Like, I don't watch yeah, a lot yeah. of TV in general, but I definitely don't watch any kind of, like, sitcoms or, like, reality kind of stuff, but I'm a huge Mark Wahlberg fan, so, like, outside of horror movies, I love anything that he's been in, like, yeah. you know, Shooter, and that new Mile 22 he's in looks awesome. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's in some great movies. But, anyways, there's Wahlburgers opening up, and I saw that uh, September 22nd, they uh donnie Wahlberg is going to be there for like the it's already open but he's going to be there for like the grand opening yeah and, and i'm like dude i gotta bring like my Satu dvd and get there and yeah, i think we talked him. about this yeah i texted you okay yeah yeah, yeah your your buddy's he says this a manager hey, there or something no his his hangout bar yeah. The manager from that bar is the new manager at this bar. oh okay. what he says anyways you know yeah no, so yeah, I, I kind of want to go there and. Yeah, that'd be cool. Donnie Wahlberg, I still love Donnie Wahlberg. I liked him in in Saw Two. It was yeah, it was Saw Two, right? I think so. I just yeah. bought a a Walmart bin. All the first seven Saw movies for like oh, no five shit. bucks. 
Dude, that is a steal. I know. I don't. I haven't watched them yet, but I think maybe I, one weekend I'll do some marathon or something. Last yeah, last October I did uh, a saw marathon. I watched every one of them. Really? So well, yeah. I'm a huge. I'm a huge saw fan. I kind of want to see Jigsaw, but I haven't seen like the last. You three. know, a lot of people don't like Jigsaw. Actually, I shouldn't be telling you this, but I mean, it's it's the, the truth. movie. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're a saw fan, you'll like them all. It'll just you know, if that when you've got eight movies. You know, obviously, there's going to be some you don't like. Yeah. So, if you're a Saw fan, you're going to like them all. It's just a matter of how much do you like them. It's, it's an interesting so. franchise because they come up different ways to kill you, just like Friday the 13th yeah, or and anything. Yeah, like the twists. And like, yeah, there's the mystery yeah, man, the twists. There's some crazy twists. Trying to guess who the killer is. Yeah. I like that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't like the torture porn aspect. Oh, God, don't let's not get into torture porn again for crying out loud. Uh-oh. All right, all right. <laughs> what do you got? You got to read a few. Here. Uh, I so this one I'm pretty excited about, and it's because I'm a huge zombie fan. But we're closing in on the 50th anniversary of Night of Living Dead. Uh, that movie came out in '68, and as far not only for horror or for uh, zombie movies, but just horror movies in general. I mean, it really did pay. You know laid some foundation for for you know especially the zombie why are they all day of the dead night of the living dead dawn of the dead because it was george romero had like this idea uh and and, and it took a long time there's like 10 years between night of living dead and um dawn of the dead yeah but it was like uh are they all his movies yeah i always get them mixed up every yep. time the dead i want to say there's six of them so Night of the Living Dead is the one with like in the cemetery yep. out by the house. Oh my god, I can't wait to do the I've the seen franchise it. it's a review good one. on this. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the original one, black and white, nineteen sixty eight. Oh yeah. Night of the Living Dead. And then he did uh Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Survival of the or Land of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, and Diary of the Dead. So there's Can anyone else use the dead in their movies? No, so sued? that's yep, yeah, so that is something like we're opening a whole can of worms in this and it's going to be awesome to talk about when we do the actual like franchise review but um i guess the first thing i'll say is there's a lot of hate so his first three movies are night of living dead dawn of the dead day of the dead there's a lot of hate in a lot of other podcasts i see people like won't even include the three later ones Oh, yeah. And with that, because there's a lot of hate with them, but I love all of them. Um, but anyways, that was like very... It, so I don't even know how to explain this without getting too deep into it. But basically, that was right when uh, the copyrights were, were changing. So when, he, else, yeah. when he originally did the movie, it was Night of the Flesh Eaters. But the, the, the producers or the production company or something wanted him to change the name because there was a film... Film uh, years before that was called Flesh Eaters, so they wanted to change it, and they changed it to Night of the Living Dead, and they didn't copyright the Night of the Living Dead. Uh, so that's why anybody like you could you could go and buy a thousand DVDs and put Night of the Living Dead on there and go sell them. And could I copyright it? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you could copyright it because okay. it's a. I forgot what's it called. Anybody can do it. So, yeah, I mean, that, but you know, that was really bad because 
Romero missed out on a boatload of money because oh. he couldn't make any money off of that movie. You know? A lot of those guys. Like, didn't yeah. Carpenter barely make anything off Halloween? Well, but this is different because he probably is now, but yeah. this is like a, what do they call it, open marketer? I, I forget what it's called, but... You know, that's why if you buy, like, a horror movie collection, like, you'll see Night of Living Dead on there. Or if you buy, like, a, you know, a DVD bundle, you'll have Night of Living Dead on there. Anybody can go and put it out. Okay. So that was really bad at the time for George Romero because he lost out on tons of money. Yeah. Um, you know, to the point where that's why it took him 10 years to do the, the, the sequel. The next time. But it was really good overall because that movie, like, every single station, you know, TV station was playing that at, you know, like their midnight showings or yeah. throughout the night and stuff. And everybody was able to see it. So it kind of helped spread the word. Um, but as a side story with that, so he does have... Um, that was just with the Night of the Living Dead movie. But I think he only copyrighted the actual of the Living Dead because one of his partners, um, I don't know if it was a writer or how it worked, but he branched off, and that's where you get um, the return of the return of the dead. Are they supposed to be in the same universe? No, that's completely okay. different. So, like the return of the, how does that work? Yeah, like the return of the dead and return of the dead two and all that is I like a know. comedy. I was getting confused. Yeah. So I always see of the dead. Yeah, but. yeah. I don't know how that works. I want to say Romero has of the living dead, and then I think the other ones are re- return. I actually, I don't really know how it is. I should have done more research on that before I opened my beer swinging mouth, but. There's, there's two of them, basically. There's Romero, and then there's the other ones that are the Return yeah. of Living Dead. And Did they remake stuff, so. The Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, in 1990-something, uh, Tom Savini, who was the original makeup artist yeah, on that Tom. one. That was actually like the movie that kind of got me really in Because I remember seeing that on uh, Joe Bob Briggs' uh, Monster Vision. Because uh, that's a color one, and it's, it's, it's almost like an exact reshoot of it really? but it's just you know in color and some different actors just updated and I really like that one quite a bit so cool but what do you got do you want me to do another one uh, how many do you have I've got three more yeah do one more and then I'll the last thing I have we kind of talked about this already the nun is out and that's getting a lot of buzz but not good buzz so well good really buzz from uh, moviegoers just or? overall it's it's just not Getting Dave Z saw it from Exploding Heads podcast and he liked it. He didn't give a rating or anything. I just saw it yeah. on Facebook. But overall, like I checked the IGN review on it and they gave it like a five or five and a half. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a couple other things. Yeah, out of ten. Yeah. So, but I I don't let that, you know, influence yeah. me one way or the other. So. Yeah, you shouldn't. No. I don't. Know. I didn't. I know the storyline. I didn't like where they took it, but I was still yeah. expecting good things because it's how scary she was right? in The Conjuring too. Yeah. yeah. No, I need. It. I've seen The Conjuring one. I got to see Conjuring two, and The Nun. So. Yeah. Okay. My next one is Jordan Peele. He's remaking Candyman. I just saw something about that like yesterday or today. I saw a little snippet somewhere. That'd be cool. It's a yeah. good like Bloody Mary in the hood. Uh, yeah, no, I saw I saw uh, Candyman when I was a kid, like when it first came out in the early to mid nineties or whatever. I saw it; it freaked me out. I vaguely was that who was the who was Candyman? 
in my head, I'm picturing OJ Simpson. I know no, it was OJ Simpson. Um, that might. I can't think of his name offhand now, but yeah, he was a known actor or something, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was in a couple different things. Yeah, all right. So, like, I want to say Dwayne Jones, but that's the main actor from Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> so it's not. Oh him. yeah, all black people don't look alike. There, tuna. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> now you're getting me in trouble here. So, no, I saw that, and he's he's going to do a great job of it too. So, if you don't know the backstory uh, of that, there's um, it, it. If you know the story, well, where do I go with this? So Jordan Peele is known for um, Get Out, Get Out, which is very. It's, I don't know if political is the right term, but it's got a lot of uh, Tony Todd. God, that's his, yeah. He's, he's Tony Todd is the guy. But he, he's, he, it was, I guess you could say it was a controversial political film uh, as far as that goes. Same thing with Candyman. It's got that same vibe because I want to say, like, the Candyman, if you don't follow the storyline, he was, like, murdered and tortured and they poured honey on him and he was killed by bees because something. he was sleeping with a white, yeah. you know, rich chick or something like that so i wonder if he's gonna put that kind of oh, i'm sure on, he will you know. but he already covered that topic yeah if he can do it in like a different way i guess yeah um next thing i got is not really horror related but burt reynolds passed at 82 he is just R. an R. icon yeah was he in any scary movies i don't think so i looked um to try to uh tied in but he wasn't but I just figured he deserves a shout out because I remember sitting down as a kid and I loved the Smokey and the Bandit so and I don't but give him a I shout out I don't know out. if I saw him in his prime I always saw him when he was like a cameo like in yeah. The Longest Yard the second one yeah yeah I saw the original that was a good one but yeah cameo in the second one Smokey and the Bandit so yep Go ahead, I got one uh, left. This one is not necessarily about a horror movie. Did you hear that 100 people fell sick on a flight from Dubai to New York and had to be quarantined at the JFK airport the whole plane did? Oh my god, no, but that sounds like an f- awesome start of a zombie movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's the exact start of quarantine, they said. Oh, wow. Do you yeah, remember? Was, I guess. I remember. But, or, or quarantine, too. Or not quarantine, uh... The second quarantine it was. The strain, the strain. The strain or quor- the movie quarantine. Oh, maybe that was it. No, but that that is like the start of uh, quarantine too. Yeah. Or no, is it? No, I'm saying quarantine. I don't know. I'm just what's, spread what's, on the comments. Re- right? Yeah, it's wreck, wreck, wreck and quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, quarantine two is the where it takes place in the airport, and now you're probably talking about the. Um, the movie we God we just talked about this last week the one with uh, Jason Bourne and uh, Cameron Contagion Diaz. Contagion yeah maybe something, something like that, that. Yeah. but I thought that tied in go with our last episode yeah no it kind of did yeah but it turns out only nineteen were sick on the plane but they all still had to be quarantined I don't know what happened those food poisoning well, we gotta make sure there. I mean they probably just saw outbreak uh, the other week too just like us and they were coming from the Middle East so yeah. Oh yeah, they just watched Outbreak. ISIS, the is, pilot did. Yep, ISIS is getting sneaky. So, but is that your last one? Yeah. 
So this one I just happened to go come across, and it's like perfect timing. But uh, it's kind of a long one, but I condensed it. Um, it was on IGN. It was an article of the 100 best horror movies, and obviously, it was written by you know one editor, so very subjective. But uh, I wrote down, I don't know, a dozen or so honorable mentions, I guess, that I'll throw in. Uh, the brand new It was on there, and that was 75. Uh, Raw, have you seen that yet? No. You know what that what that that French zombie movie? Uh, or, yeah, uh, I've seen the zombies. cover. All right. Yeah, that one is seventy. Really? Which, yeah, That'd I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I feel like yeah. they give foreign films better ratings. Yeah. Makes them sound more. It follows. Have you seen that? Yeah, I just watched it last weekend. Fifty-five. Nice. It's good. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one I kind of laughed about because this one's kind of either love or hate it. Uh, the Babadook. 34. You know, I never watched it till Inks. The kid was annoying me too much. Yeah. Uh, Train to Busan. God, this one this one got me excited. I loved it. 33. Uh, ironically, Get Out, which we just talked about. 28. Yeah. And I don't know if I agree with that. I think that's getting some unfair I mean, it's hype. a... Oh, yeah. Be, yeah. We'll see what people are talking about like five years from now. Like a lot of the movies... Classic scary movies when they first came out got bad ratings, and then yeah. five, ten years later, everyone loves They're doing it. the exact opposite on that. Just well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that will drop, and some yeah. of the other ones will go Probably. up. Probably. Uh, and then I saw Cabin in the Woods. That's 25. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. A couple of the movies we've already done on here. I never would have guessed someone would, you know, I mean, outside of me would put that in. Uh, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre was 12. <sighs> what? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what was the best horror movies or like it's the top 100 influential or nope just top 100 horror movies ah. but it was by one editor and yeah. I wrote down the top 10 so I'll read those top 10 starting with number 10 uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, Evil Dead 2 Silence of the Lambs Jaws Alien Bride of Frankenstein um, do you know the top 3 or 4 uh, I'm missing. There's four left. The Exorcist. Yep. That's um, uh, two. It's Halloween on there? Halloween's four. Ooh. Um, are they... They're probably older. One of them is from 1961, I believe. One's The Shining, one's Psycho. Yes. No shit. What's number one and what's number three? A number one psycho. Nope. No way. Shining, Shining. Yeah. Shining is number one. Psycho is number three. So. Can't and then the last that. thing I have, uh, I wrote down just as we were talking. Um, I have no shame in plugging other podcasts out there. I know some people don't necessarily do that because they're worried their listeners are going to go listen to someone else. But I'm all right with that. But I've stumbled upon this one. It's called Horror Hill. Uh, Jason Hill is a narrator. He's like a writer-narrator. Yeah. Uh, basically, all it is is it, they're, they're like hour episodes, and typically there's two stories. So Jason Hill is this guy. He narrates and reads these two uh, horror stories back-to-back. It's done very well. Um, he's, he's a great narrator. I mean, he does all the voices. He does males, females, and he's 
makes it just the way he reads it is very interesting. Does that music in the background? It's yeah, it's it's music, sound effects. It's edited very well, and I it's very entertaining. And I I drive tons and tons, and and I almost have to. It's like one of those where like it's different. You can have a podcast going on in the background, and if you miss a couple, you know. Yeah. words or sentences you're still going to be in, in the conversation like I find myself with this I actually have to like concentrate you follow yeah and follow because you don't want to miss anything so if you guys want something to check out um, especially this time of year we're getting into the fall we're in September um, it kind of gets you in that yeah Halloween festivist mode so Horror Hill uh, I found it on Stitcher check it out to uh, I think there's something on iRadio or iHeartRadio there's some station where they play, like, before they had TV, like, the Twilight Zone was on radio, and they had that real, oh, yeah. like, talk. Yep. How they talk back then, I can't even do it. But mm-hmm. it sound, I've listened that to those before, right there, yeah. Before podcasts, when I was in college, Yeah. Sunday nights, I would drive from, uh, you know, I, I it was about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute drive back, but I would time leaving my parents' house or my mom's house back to college yeah. uh, like so I could drive through and listen to they had like a live radio show I just randomly was you know scanning the radio stations one evening I found it and the same thing they do like a Twilight episode you know they re- over the radio and you know god that was a long time ago back when I was in college I used to listen to that yeah so I like that stuff um, what else you got uh, discussing getting into the discussion here which is top justified killers in a horror movie, not a film. And before we get into that, my other my my other uh, surprise uh, this last weekend it was a buddy's bachelor party. I was only there for a little bit of it because I had to work, but uh, they had this. So, I've never had mead before. What is but it? But my buddies, it's mead. My buddy uh, is a contractor and he was building a deck for, well, is actually one of the owners of this. So, it's Bootleg Hill. They're based out of like Iowa City, I think. But all they do is they make mead. So, mead is basically, you know what mead is. It's what they drank in the olden days. You've heard no of it idea. probably. What is it like? It's 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 like honey wine basically. Oh, it's like okay. fermented honey, yeah. That sounds good. So I got this. It's wildflower mead infused with cherries. So it's like a honey wine. I really don't know much about mead, but yeah, I tried this, and it was really good. So I'm cracking this open. Do you want to give a shout out to the where we got it from? Yeah, it's well, it's Bootleg Hill. Oh, that's what it's called. Yep. I thought it was the name of the mead. No, Bootleg Hill is the. I don't know if you call it a brewer or, or whatever. Winery, distillery. distillery. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Bootleg Hill. Uh, and it's the wildflower mead infused with raspberries. Here we go. Oh, man, that's delicious. That is... Oh, that's good. That's cool. I just, oh, man. Yeah, just take a pull and we'll throw it back in the cooler. I just finished my beer. I thought you were dumping it in there. Ooh, it does taste good. What do you think? I like it. It tastes like uh, juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's 14%. It is, it's 14%, yeah. Dangerous. 
Yeah, that that was that was way good. Oh man, I wish that was good. We got to get that update where do they can they get it out here? Yeah, I got it in. Uh, they have an Ames and Altoona, and yeah, I got it on the way back. Yeah, That's delicious. Cool. Okay, so gosh. I hope that you guys are listening to this and it's like six o'clock at night and you're wrapping up work and you're just ready for a beer and you have to listen to us gush Drinking about how beers. good this beer and everything is. <laughs> okay, so the discussion topic tonight, go ahead. Oh, uh, top horror villains that were justified in their killings. Yep. Uh, I came I, I didn't put a number on it, but he. Did you come up with, like, a list, or how did you do it? Well, I put three, and then honorable okay. mentions that I got aren't three. ranked. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't really rank them, but I have them down for different reasons. Okay. I so like I that. didn't really rank them, but I've got, yeah, three of them, so. All right. Well, you want to start? You want me to? Well, it's your, it's your, okay. your, your topic. You go first. Yeah, it's not ranked, I guess, in any order, but Carrie from Carrie. Yep. You like that? Um, I don't I, think she really killed anyone that didn't deserve it. Maybe there's okay, a teacher I'm gonna or say, a boyfriend. I have never seen Carrie. The original? Yep. Oh, as shit. far as, as maybe parts and pieces, but yeah, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. I haven't seen it forever. I remember being real solid and real scary at the end. Yeah. So. What do you got? Uh, so I have three of them here. And my first one, I don't know, it's kind of a cheat, but it's not. But my first one is Dexter. Oh, okay. Have you seen that? Yeah, I watched that whole series. Yeah. One of my favorite series ever of all yeah, time. that's good. I mean, it's, it's up there with, you know, Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy and all that. Dexter is right up there. So, I mean... That's a good one. I didn't think yeah. about that. I mean, it's not technically a movie, but yeah, I don't yeah. care. He, he was yeah. justified. That's why I was like, it's kind of a cheat. But I was like, he, I put him down as number one because that's like the ultimate. Like, he killed bad guys. Did he ever kill an innocent? Um, the only innocent he killed. Actually, no. I don't think he did. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen Dexter, maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. But do you remember uh, that detective the, in yes. season two or three, yeah, the, that was the black turn detective? That was his girlfriend that killed him. Remember? Oh, yeah, you're she, right. She lit the, crazy she lit the uh, cabin on fire. Yeah. And then the very last season, LaGuerta, um, he never killed LaGuerta. His sister did. Yeah, I, I never liked her character anyways. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think those were the only two good people that died. But technically, I mean, you can say he is the reason yeah, but he never killed them. But God, I'd, I'd give the guy a high five. Like he's he's doing a favor to South Beach. Right, he's like so, a superhero. Yeah, pretty much saving him from so, all yeah. his killers. I got Dexter's is mine. Okay, my next one is the succubus from VHS. Uh, the first scene of VHS. The like, yeah, I'm trying. I haven't seen that in so long. Uh, there's drunk guys. And he's wearing uh, like the glasses because they want to take some girl home from the bar and have sex with her and record it. Yeah. And it's three guys and this weird girl in the hotel room and like gets a little rapey. Yeah, you don't remember? God, it's freaky. But no, I, I've seen VHS, but it's been a long time. I thought that's the one where like they break into a house and there's like a that's the start of it. Oh, that's our yeah, the start of the first and second. 
Maybe all of them. Yeah. But then they watched the VHSs in the gym yeah. or at the house. I need to watch that again because I did love that movie. Yeah. yeah um, so she, it was almost, she almost got raped or something. So yeah. she had a reason to like yeah. brutally murder him. But all right. Sweet. Uh, my next one, and this one is like, nah, you can kind of justify it. And you might know where I'm going with it. It might be the same one I have. Yeah. Jigsaw? No. Yeah. Oh. I got Jigsaw because it's kind of weird because technically he never killed anybody. Like, I don't think he killed I don't a single think so person. Either. I mean, Have some... you seen all of them? No, we just talked about this. Or how, how many of the Saw movies? I saw like the seen? first four, but I just bought the seven disc collection. Okay. Okay. You can tell me. I got to. Yeah, well, I want to say I, maybe by the time you get to four, but like they, it, the middle to later movies really have some crazy twists because. Jigs, or I mean, this is a spoiler, but you, most people probably know this. Like, he died in like the end of the third one or something. Yeah. So you Maybe probably I've seen, seen five. Him. I've seen at least one. Yeah, or two so I mean, he dies, died. but then the movies keep popping out, and you keep hearing um, his voice. Yeah, I mean, he's in them, so you got to understand why. But there's a lot of flashback scenes, so. You know, maybe it doesn't make sense as much in the first couple movies, but yeah. once you kind of get the background as far as what made him who he is, then you can be like, oh, yeah, I kind of would do the same thing, or maybe you wouldn't. Or yeah. Justify it however you want. But no, I got Jigsaw's my second one. All right. I got, I can't believe you didn't do this one. The scientist from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's my, that's my next one. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought you only had three. <laughs> that, that is my third one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they're just saving the world. Yep. They had to sacrifice somebody. How can you blame them for that? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote the name. I mean, it's the director, which is Sigourney Weaver, and then uh, the the two whatever guys, um, Gary Sitterson and Steve Hadley. Played oh, the, those guys. The, yeah, that's yeah. the character names, yep. They're funny. So, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's... You can't blame them. I mean, it's kind of funny. It is different because Dexter portrays Dexter as kind of a good guy. Yeah. You know, Jigsaw is kind of, yeah, yeah, he's kind of a bad guy, but he's kind of not once you get through the movies. But then the direct, they make those guys out to be bad guys. And then you realize at the end of the movie, like, oh, fuck you. Like you said, they're not bad guys. Or Yeah. Although they do take like a sick pleasure in it. So maybe. Well, it's kind of like a past evil. It's like. Common thing in scary movies, and then the yeah. the past evil's justifiable enough for the revenge or something. Yeah, but is that all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. You got honorable mentions. Yeah, we got Frankenstein's monster because he was just created. He didn't yeah. choose who he was, and then, I didn't watch it. But Cujo, he just had rabies. Yeah, he was a dog with rabies. Yeah, uh, the kids from Trick or Treat. No, oh, yeah. Because they're, you know, they're just taking revenge on the town. And probably the most famous one is the Voorhees. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, but, like, it's not, you know, 30 years later when you're killing camp counselors, it's not their fault. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, go back and do that to the... If you, if you had an argument to justify it, go back and do it to the people that actually... Were there. What? Yeah, were banging when you were drowning or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all I got. Let's get this on the road. All right, let's let's roll. Let's uh, open up. 
the first film, the, fir- the first movie that we're going to be covering today is Something Wicked This Way Comes, 1983, rated R, uh, 95 minutes. Are we are we're, we're just going to roll with it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Drunk Darius is stumbling around. Um, but yeah, no, it's rated R, 95 minutes. Um, and I don't know why it's rated R, actually. I was surprised. And now that it, now that I see that, I might... I got to double check, actually. Again, something wicked this way comes. I don't know why I wrote down R, because it's very far from R. No. It's PG. Um, 1983, 95 minutes, got a 6.8 on IMDb. I should have mm-hmm. asked what you were guessed what you would have guessed that I got. Ah. <laughs> ah, 0. 0.8. 0. 0.68 maybe. Yeah, right. Uh directed by Jack Clayton. Um he was really old when he directed this back in 1983. So he um a lot of his film credits were back when you had to crank the old uh movie camera. <laughs> oh so yeah. So I didn't recognize a lot of them, but he did do The Great Gatsby. That's one that stuck out. Uh, one of the main writers, well, obviously it was based off of a Ray Bradbury book. Um, everybody a screenplay that they made. It's into a screenplay, a yeah. But he was actually the writer for the screenplay too. So he he was yeah. the author author of the book, and then he did write um, right part of the screenplay right. with it as well. And and people should know Ray Bradbury. You probably have read some of his books in school or whatever, but. Uh, Fahrenheit four Fahrenheit four fifty one, uh, which they're actually doing a remake on that. Um, so that's actually a new movie coming out here soon. What's so, that? Fahrenheit four fifty one. I've heard it before. Yep, it's a sci fi kind of a okay. lot of Ray Bradbury sci fi. Uh, and then a Sound of Thunder, uh, which I did see the one of the ad- adaptations of that, and it was with um, Sir Ben Kingsley. Because in the Sound of Thunder, uh, it was also no, nope, that's not the right. I guess getting into the actors, uh, Jason Robards, uh, he looked familiar to me, but I couldn't really place much of. He's got a lot of credits, but uh, Magnolias is one of them. Um, Jonathan Price, if you are a so uh, Jason Robards was Mr. Holloway. He was okay. The older Mr. Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Price was uh, Mr. Dark, and you'll recognize him as the High Sparrow in Game of Thrones. I don't uh, know. He's also in Stigmata, so that was his other horror. He seems like a real like, Shakespearean actor. Mm-hmm. Which that's what this. The title of the movie comes from a Macbeth quote. Yeah. Um, the child actors pretty much did nothing. Uh, Sean Carson was one. Ironically, so last week when I chose this movie, it was kind of because we were two weeks ago, I guess. We were just coming out of the state fair, so I wanted to pick like a fair carnival style. Yeah. And it was between this one, which I haven't seen, and Funhouse, which I did see. Yeah. 
And I wish I would have chose Funhouse. <laughs> I was just going to ask, outside of this one, because I don't hear your review yet, have yeah. you seen a good carnival movie? Fun yeah, House? Funhouse is a good one. I know you like 31, but yeah, yep. it could have bad reviews, but I don't know. Yep. I'll watch it. We'll do we'll do Funhouse next year at State Fair time, for sure. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. But that, that one, yeah. So this one, you know, I, I feel like there's kind of an apology due because we've, you know... We, my definition definition of horror is pretty loose. Um, yeah. You know, but this is one of those movies. I guess both of these movies are kind of, you know, loose definition of yeah, horror. They walk the line. But, you know, I mean, it's still got horror elements. This this is, this is as much horror as Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, I mean, it's like children's horror kind of thing. Yeah. It's a so Disney movie, basically. Hocus Pocus is like this film, but better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I I promise that we, well, my movie at least for next week, I mean, we're we're diving headfirst into horror. I mean, there's, there's my, my no I, I'm choosing a new movie. Yeah, No More Fringe. I mean, we're going balls deep into horror next week. So okay. Mine at least, so. I almost went Fringe, but I was like, nah. Yeah, okay, that. so it sounds like Drunk Darius is on the set. Yeah, we need, to, we need to kick this into high gear, and so that's what I thought. Because I had another movie that I was going to do. But I was like, I'm gonna put that on the back burner, and, and yeah. we're going balls deep into just straight horror. Cool. Next week. So, but anyways, let's get back to uh, something wicked. This way comes. Um, now we'll preface before you guys are probably starting to catch on where our thoughts are with this. Um, I don't know if I was just in like a shitty, crabby mood this week. Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was angry at this I, film. <laughs> yeah, because I. Both of the movies, I really didn't score that high. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I was just like in a crane. I don't know what it is. But anyways, um, I guess back to something wicked this way comes. Yeah. What do you got? Or it sounds like you had. Uh, did you hear any, read anything about the production? Yeah. I've got, or I've got a few bullet points I wrote down for like trivia and facts, okay. I guess. Okay. Well... Apparently, this is like uh, Disney is trying to come out of their kid, kid-friendly persona or whatever. They're trying to get into more real movies, so that's yep. why they took the screenplay from uh, Bradbury. Mm-hmm. And then the testing went terribly, so they sidelined the director, yep. Clayton. Because the producers wanted to make it more kid-friendly, even though yeah. they were trying to make this a little darker, get away from their old movies. Yeah. And then they did $5 million worth of reshoots and editing and stuff. And I don't know yeah. if you noticed, but the kids are, like, different ages yeah. in some scenes. Yeah, the spider scene in particular. That yeah. For sure caught my eye. And uh, apparently it's they're supposed to have one of the first CGI mm-hmm. moments ever, but they cut that in yeah, the re yep. That's all I had for that. Yeah, that's, that's I guess, I'll piggyback on top of that with a couple of the things I wrote. But, um, you know, as far as with, like, when we we're talking about Bradbury and the adaptation, Stephen King actually did write a screenplay for it that was rejected. Really? And I, I couldn't find a reason why, but I guarantee it's because Disney was tied to this. And Stephen King is not Disney. There's nothing about Stephen King. No. That's Disney. So that's probably why. Well, one of the reasons that the director got sidelined because he changed the original 
screenplay more than that Brian yeah. Barry guy wanted him to. Yep. Um, and then, you know, to piggyback on top of what you were talking is, is I mean, this movie was in 83, and they, a lot of it was, it was on hold for a year. And they did the reshoots a year later. But what they were going to do with the CGI is in the beginning, they were just going to materialize the carnival in the train smoke, which I thought would have been damn cool. But as, as you know, differently from when, you know, the kids saw the train coming into town yeah. to set it up, they were just going to have the train go by and then, you know, the smoke coming out of the train, it was just going to materialize into a... Oh, So that cool. would have been, yeah, I was like, that would have been way cool because it would have had more of like a supernatural yeah. kind of element to it. This is so, like a cut scene, you know, yeah. there's the carnival. Yeah, so, you know, when when I give my rating for this, I mean, there's a lot of things that I feel they could have done. I mean, it, it felt like they were trying to, you know, j- just like a standard politician. They're trying to play both sides too much. Yeah. you got to choose, you know, wh- you, what are you going to be? Right. Um, you know, because if, if, if there are awesome, you know, family-friendly horror movies. You know, po- Hocus Pocus, for example. Right, is, is the one. Goonies, kind of. Goonies, yeah, Gremlins. yeah. Yep, but, you know, they... I don't know. They, I, I just... This one fell short in a lot of ways for me. And, I felt like... I didn't know what they were trying to do, and I don't think they knew what they were trying to do yeah, either. Yeah, you could tell it was kind of chopped up and butchered. Um, but, yeah, no, and I wrote down, too, I mean, it really did get a, a poor test screening, and... You know, they put on the back burner and they did tons and tons of editing and they chopped it up and they did reshoots. And then if you if you haven't seen the movie yet or even if you did see the movie, you probably remember the spider scene, um, you know, with the spiders coming into the boy's bedroom. Yeah. Good God. They didn't even try to make those kids. I mean, it was so obvious. Even if you didn't know ahead of time or researching that there was reshoots in there. I mean, yeah, you, you definitely just see those boys are different ages. Yeah. Yeah. I think one so. had a mustache by then. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the last thing I have, uh, is, um, there's supposedly a remake underway. Oh yeah. I had that too. I mm-hmm. forgot. And I would be cool if they used, if, if they still have Stephen King's screenplay, what that looks like. If oh, they use cool. that. I like the idea, kind of, yeah. a carnival coming into town. but mm-hmm. Sinister. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with it, but I'm sure Disney still has the rights, so, they you got, know, it's going to be... They kind of they're we'll, doing we'll now see. with the movies. Yeah. They, they have a scary one recently. Disney? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Outside of like, I think they came out with like a more adult movie recently. No, no, no. But yeah, all right, you want to get into this? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's get her going. All right, so the opening scene, it's like some narrator mm-hmm. talking. Well, it was an older version of the kid, right? Yeah, Probably that's what yeah. couldn't find out. He's twelve years old, and it was October in his town of. I was gonna say Gainesville, Greentown, Illinois. Yeah. And there's a storm coming a few miles out. Find out later it takes like a week to get there. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then we meet... So Will Holloway was the narrator? Uh, so I first wrote down Charles, but then no, I think that must have been the dad. Yeah, well Holloway is... 
Yeah, Holloway was the boy with the mom and dad, and I, then it was um, for Nightshade. Jim, Nightshade. Jim Nightshade. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Jim is was just with the single. I think it's Will and Jim. Yeah. Okay, then the narrator Will starts talking about the townspeople, and we start meeting them to the town. And they all there's something unique about each one of them. Like there's the barbershop guy is horny. They mm-hmm. don't say that. They say he likes the ladies. Yep. And then the scar shop guy is greedy. Then the teacher used to be the most beautiful woman in town. Mm-hmm. Like that's all they said about. It. I was like, oh, I wonder where this is going. And then you got the. They introduced the athlete. Oh yeah, the athlete. <laughs> I, that was that was pretty the brutal. Yeah. Up. He was a the town football star back in high yeah. school. He has one arm and one leg. Yeah. Opposite Al, Al side. Al Bundy, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was. Did they ever say how he lost his arm and leg? I don't. Th- I don't remember. I imagine it was a. Train. I had a real time hard time paying attention to this movie. To That's you. what I'm saying. Like when I saw the IMDb rating, I was like, "Did I miss something? Maybe yeah. it just went way over my head." Yeah. But then we see Jim Nightshade and Will in class or in detention or something. And the teacher comes by and she's like, you boys ne- better not be whispering again. You can leave now. And they kept fucking talking about them whispering the whole movie. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is going to come to fruition come in the yeah. end. We'll see how that works out. Uh, uh, and then their kids, the whole movie is just we're following these two kids as they like, eavesdrop on the whole town so we kind of see it from their perspective they see this crazy man selling lightning rods yeah looks like a homeless man or something yeah tries to sell will a lightning rod and i don't know if he stole money or something but he wouldn't buy well, yeah so his his dad is out of the picture did they ever say what happened to his dad oh is it oh so it's jim who got the lightning rod yeah it was Night- jim nightshade that got okay the not rod. the main character yeah no it okay. was jim and you could tell Jim is more of the, uh, he's more of the, um, he's a rebel know, on his own kind of oh, rebel. Yeah. He's very independent, but his mom, you know, was like dating, uh, or yeah, was his mom? She was yeah, dating. He was, he was yeah. Dating. His dad was out of the picture, but he was very independent. And, uh, yeah, he's he, a latchkey kid kind of. Yep. And he, um, you know, that creepy guy came and he's like, well, I got to go talk to my parents or my dad. And, you know, you're you soon find out that there is no dad, but he didn't want that creepy guy to know. So he went in the house and he stole, you know, change, some change basically yeah. and went out and the guy had a little satchel, a man purse full of uh, like lightning handheld rods. lightning yeah. rods, but they look like wands or something. Yeah. They got like different, I mean, it's designs just a, or rod with like a little different kind of rod like or something. a star on a the tip, end or yeah, something. Yeah, tip at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He picks one out and. And gives the man a lot less than probably what it costs, but the guy's like, all right, whatever, I'll take it. I mean, he can get some booze for that. Uh, they keep reiterating about how he doesn't have a dad and stuff. Will throws shade at him for it. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, tension. Yeah, and then John or Jim makes fun of Will for his dad like being a pussy or being scared of everything. So, like, this is a whole bunch of foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to come up later, right? I mean, some of it. We'll see. And then they hear music in the distance. There's wind starting to kind of pick up. This yeah. storm that's storm, been coming forever. 
And the crazy man's telling everyone they need lightning rods. Well, there is, did we get to the scene where he is up on his roof installing that lightning rod? I don't remember. I thought that was pretty, that that happened right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, freaking oh, yeah. 12-year-old Jim yeah. Nightshade crawls up this roof that's got like a slight tile on it. And he's like hammering it into a brick chimney, just <laughs> wind blowing and like. Good God. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was, like, how the hell does he even know what a lightning rod is and where it goes and how to install it? And yeah. Running the ground cord from it, I thought that was kind of ridiculous. What they, is that where they found the poster for the carnival? Yeah, yep. It, On his roof? Yeah, it was, like, blowing. Well, because then uh, Mr. Holloway is walking out and he sees someone walking, just chucking posters. Oh, okay. Willy-nilly all over the place. They're blowing around in the wind. I mean, I didn't pay much attention. Uh, yeah, it was kind of hard. Then the lightning rod, man. The movie was kind of hard, too. He finds... Oh, I mean, just like, I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. Lightning rod, man, finds, like, a woman in, like, a full woman-sized ice cube. And she's frozen in there. Yeah, well, they, they, they keep looking at in the glass of the storefront, and it's a coffin, but they keep seeing the woman in there because it was uh mr holloway side and then they kept focusing on her ring yeah glowing red wing and then the lightning rod guy comes same thing he's the the coffin kind of transitions into a like an ice cube whatever yeah coffin size ice cube and then that ring and he's like mesmerized by her and then the kids see a carnival train coming in town or they see a train coming into town it's like it's the carnival and then cut scene there's a carnival set up like no way that happened that fast so they go sneak into the carnival and I don't remember what they're looking at and then a spider scares them and there's some lady in a cloak watching yeah they just walked spider. up into like one of the I guess you could call it trailer Booth. or something yeah. yeah and then like some Creepy looking, like uh, Assassin's Creed looking lady. They're pet and a spider, <laughs> yeah. which I don't, I don't know what is going on. Maybe this movie's too smart for me. Uh, I just had a hard time paying attention. Like I, 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 I just couldn't stay off my phone looking at crap. I don't I think they bored with it. They didn't know what they're doing. Then Will's dad, Mister Holloway wants to have a talk with him about when he was younger at the Indigo River. And then Will's like, no, I'm going to my bed, runs away. So that's going to come back in, which it actually does. Uh, next day, the whole town's at the carnival, and the, for some reason, they're like literally the only two kids in the whole town. I didn't yeah. see any other kids. And then we start seeing some weird shit going on. The football star with one leg and one arm looks in the mirror, and he has... Two legs and two yeah. arms. The teacher looks in the mirror and she's like young and beautiful. Well, it's again. everyone coming out of that mirror maze kind of thing. Was the, yeah, the the two main things are the mirror maze and the carousel. And yeah. this. So like once you look in the mirror maze, you get what you want. So like the horny guy gets a bunch of belly dancers dancing on him. And then the greedy guy wins like a thousand bucks and a Cuban cigar or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is supposed to be some kind of, like, mortality. Not mortality. Uh, like, immor- it, well, immortal. Well, it, it plays with uh, the, you know, it's almost like the seven deadly sins kind of thing. Right. You know. 
So like what they want the most. Yeah. But like greed. shouldn't be greed or honey lust maybe and or what is lust, it? yeah, lust is one. Greed, envy, lust. Just, Sloth is um, one, but I don't know if that was portrayed in the movie, but Yeah. But the the two boys are like hiding behind a dumpster or something the whole time watching it all go down. They're always just kinda hiding in the shower shower shadow seeing all this go. Uh, then they sneak into this one tent and see a carousel and they right, get on the carousel and some big guy picks him up from behind. It's like Mr. Briggs or something. What was his name? I don't know. I just call him the yeah. strong man because I yep. assume that's what he's supposed to be. And they meet Mr. Dark which is supposed to be like the ringleader of the carnival. And then he says he shouldn't be in here but then he gives him tickets to ride every ride free and tells him to come back later. So I'm like, okay, they're going to come back later when no one's here and they're going to let him in. No. They decide to hide until it's dark so they can sneak in. It's like, the guy just literally gave them tickets to yeah. come in. I don't, I don't understand why they had to hide to do that. But then they're sneaking around again. They see Mr. Dark and um, the football star yeah. on the carousel. And the football star is riding it, and it starts going backwards. We see him, and he gets younger and younger. No, it wasn't the football star. It was a strong man. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Okay. I had him as a the horny guy at first, but then I yeah, saw no, the horny he, guy later. He was part of the actual like circus. Yeah. Like what happened to the football star? Um, Maybe he was part of the circus, too. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. Okay. I, th- I don't know if they get caught. No. Oh, then they go to their teacher's house because they're freaked out. And then they see the little boy. Or her, what? her, it's her nephew. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. She said she had to go see her nephew earlier. Yeah, which is Mr. No, it's the, the strong, strong man, man who is this yeah. little creepy ginger boy now. Yep. She was actually kind of creepy. They should have done more like yeah. made him more like Children of the Dean or something. Um. What? So I have a couple things I wrote down, I guess, too, before we get too far into it. Yeah. Uh. Just the first one is just the thought. Like, do you have any idea, or I, sh- I guess I didn't really find anything on this, but why they cast Mr. Holloway so freaking old? I don't know. He's like 60 years old at least. Yeah, and the kid's like 12. In the movie, yeah, the kid's like 12. Did they talk about him having any other brothers or sisters or anything? Or I, I have no idea. I well, mean,. I feel like I recognize that actor. Maybe he was just like the biggest name actor they could catch. That's or that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, his that's his name's Jason Robars, and I he was, like, was God, old balls. Man. Yeah, he was old. Should have made him like the grandpa figure. That yeah, that or something. I heard. Uh, I think I read in this one that Kirk Douglas was trying to play that role. What? <laughs> yeah, but he ended up becoming like a producer or something instead. So that's weird yeah I thought I was like wondering why they cast someone so dang old to be his dad man uh, and then I wrote down lightning foreshadow question mark oh man there's so much foreshadowing with, in, in, like, in the earlier yeah what's going on yeah there's a lot of lightning something about this storm is coming we don't not 100% sure what's gonna happen when the storm gets here something to do with lightning uh Okay, so the boy's at their teacher's house, and she's old, too, but that the creepy little kid's there, which was the strong man, and he doesn't talk, and then he, 
It doesn't matter. He throw. He's like a bad kid, basically. Is where he get, and he throws a rock to yeah. the window and blames. Well, it on yeah, the it's two. like he was gonna throw it at the kids, but then he turns around and throws it at. Uh, at through the window, through the window yeah. and then the teacher blames them. He was kind of creepy right there. Yeah, I'll give him like that. Might have been the creepier part of the whole yeah. movie, which isn't saying much. And then. The dad keeps trying to talk to Will about when he was younger at the Indigo River. Wants to tell him something. Will never wants to talk about it. Uh, oh, no. This is where he tells him the story. Uh, so they were, I don't know, they were fishing or something. But Will got swept out when he was like four years old into this river. And apparently the dad's dad didn't teach him how to swim. So it was his fault. His grandpa's fault, not the dad's. Yeah, fault. I didn't understand where they were going with this whole. I don't know thing. either. And then he's like, "Well, the main lesson is here: don't blame anyone. You could blame your grandpa. You could blame me." He's like, "No, I blame you, dude." But then some guy, uh, some guy was drinking liquor on the side of the river, and he jumped in and saved them. We find out that's Jim's dad that saved them. Oh, so and did his dad die saving him? No, then his dad just ran off, so, like, a day or two later. So I'm like, oh, okay, something's going on here. We're going to figure out where this is leading to. God, it's, yeah. I wrote down so many foreshadowing things that I must have missed, right? Yeah. The dialogue is way confusing. Jim asks his mom about his dad again. They keep making a big deal about his dad. Oh, we want... You know what I wrote down right here? Mm. I bet it's Mr. Dark. His dad? Oh. That's what I wrote down. I don't know if yeah. that's what they intended to. There's something that comes later, but they never really specified. Mm. Uh, okay, so the woman looks in... The teacher looks in her mirror again. She finally turns beautiful, but then she goes blind, so she can't see herself. So it's like her punishment for getting what she wants. Yeah. And then the creepy little ginger kid just laughs at her while she's asking for help. You know, the, the title, um, Something Wicked This Way Comes, is from Macbeth. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never fully read that. I mean, we went over in high school, but I didn't pay attention to that stuff in high school. No, but, so I don't know if, it, if it's... something if it's to tie in with like, that. I mean, yeah, maybe... I really don't even know if it's... Maybe it's just a new modern film it's adaptation like of Macbeth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, hopefully there's something deeper going on here that I'm not picking up on. Then we... Jim is running somehow and Will chases him down. Jim wants to be older for some reason. I don't know why. So he wants to go on the carousel and go forward and turn older. I don't know why he wants to be older. Maybe his mom or something. I don't know. Uh, then they about to go into the carousel. They see Mr. Dark. He's interrogating the lightning rod homeless man. In a strapped into a electric chair. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where yeah, because I figured like when I saw that lightning rod foreshadows, I was like they spent a lot of time on that lightning rod. So I figured that lightning would come in. At yeah. The spot to foreshadow. When they. Mr. Dark is like, when is the lightning coming? When is the lightning coming? Yep. And he's like, Mr. Flo don't know. I don't know what he was yeah. saying. Like, he's just <laughs> talking gibberish. 
<laughs> Which maybe he is just a crazy guy. I don't know. Uh, and then... Oh, then we see uh, the horny guy and the greedy guy there. Which I wrote down at first, but later I figured out the horny guy was the bearded lady. Yeah. So they turned him into a lady because he was on the ladies. I don't know what yeah. the greedy guy was. I don't know. I, I didn't catch that either. They were just like weird clothes. And then like yeah. the, the horny guy just had longer hair. I don't know. Uh, okay, and then to try to get the lightning rod guy to tell him when the lightning's coming, he's like, I'll let you see your bride. And then Ice Cube Lady comes out. It's like, why would that convince him? I'm, I don't understand. And, like, he still won't talk. I don't understand at all. I don't know. I'm just confused. I was getting yeah. angry. And then he gets electrocuted on the electric chair. I don't know. Then the Ice Bride chases down the boys. Oh, and then this part was, like, the one dark part of the movie, uh... The main character, Will's head gets yeah. chopped off in the guillotine. Did you catch that? No. It wasn't him, but it was like, it looked just like him, or maybe it was like a doll of him, and his head rolls off, and the, both the boys see it, and like... I remember that part. It was pretty... Probably weird. one of the parts I was looking at. It was weak, I mean. Uh, keep, keep seeing lightning strikes. Uh, this yellow smoke... Oh, no, here's the lightning rod get struck. Then they see this yellow smoke outside the house. Will runs over to Jim's house. This is where they're they're older. Oh, yeah, the spider scene. They hear something, like, crawling through the ceiling. And then they look over, and they're coming through the window. And all of a sudden, the spider's everywhere. Like, you're going through withdrawals or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe there's, like, a deeper meaning behind this. It's supposed to represent addiction. I don't know. Probably something. There's nothing going on here. There's got to be some kind of deeper I'm frustrated. Uh, okay, then the carnival is parading through town. So like, oh, parade. And then the main character's like, no, Jim. We, oh, they're looking for us. We can't go home now. They'll follow us there and hurt our parents. Like, why? They don't see you now. Why can't you go home? Like... They don't know where you're at. What can you... I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, watch something to explain to me all, everything yeah. that's going on. Uh, whole lot of nothing. They're spying on the parade. Oh, and then the dad runs into the doctor. And they're outside the barbershop, which yeah. is the horny guy's place. Yep. I'm like, oh, this place is never closed. He would never just run off like that. Meanwhile, him... It's weird because it's just a parade and it's only of, like, the carnival. Carnival folk. Yeah. And then, like, the few people that got changed. Yeah. Like, the bearded lady who looks just like the horny guy with a little bit longer hair is walking right by them. Yeah. By by everybody he grew up with. No one notices him. He just has longer hair. I don't... I don't know. Okay. Then they go through the barbershop. And uh, they're looking for him or whatever. And then Mr. Dark comes in and says he's a stranger from out of town. And he's looking for two young boys. Yeah. <laughs> the dad yeah, and the doctor are like, no, no, that's nothing. Yeah, no, that's not creepy. And he said he wants are to give them a reward. Yeah, what the f- <laughs> What the hell? Like, why? 
That's not a normal reaction. Shit's getting real dark now. Uh, okay, so then Mr. Dark's asking the dad about the boys again. And he's like, are you... Sh-? The dad's like, oh, no, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then for some reason he has faces of the boys' hand. Uh, yeah, in his, has, in his palm. He has the boys' faces tattooed on his hands. That's what it looks like. But I think we're just thinking it's magic. But it looks yeah. like a tattoo. And the dad doesn't think that's weird at all. But he gives him a fake name. Fake names. And the guy's like, I know you're lying. Uh, I don't know. He knows he's lying because their teacher told Mr. Dark their names. I don't know. The most beautiful teacher. Yeah, the most beautiful woman in the whole town. Uh, the dad sees the boys and tells them to meet at the library because he's the, a yeah, librarian. Yeah, they're, they're hiding underneath the like a crate or like a like su- in the sewer grate. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those like Marilyn Monroe was standing on when the subway came by and blew the wind up. Oh yeah, you said Marilyn Monroe. Seeing Marilyn Manson. What are you talking about? <laughs> he probably wore a dress a few times. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has. Uh, okay, so. Boys tell the dad the story, and apparently he's going through like old history books of the town. They've been there before. His dad met him before, or the carnival people before. It's kind of like an it type tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of nonsense. Some more lightning, electricity, like flashes and stuff bunch of past stuff that doesn't even matter to the story then Mr. Dark comes and the boys just hide and I don't know why the dad hasn't kicked his ass yet like creepy dude looking for his son is this where his hand gets messed up yet we get to that point was that Mr. Holloway's hand I don't remember do we watch the same movie was that well whose blood was dripping on the boys in the grate was it Mr. Dark's or maybe or like one of their moms or maybe Jen's mom went over top of it cause she was like mom and she looked at him and kept walking or something oh. no but remember the, there was like he was squeezing maybe it was Mr. Dark was squeezing something in his hand and it started bleeding maybe it was Mr. Holloway's well anyways Mr. Holloway ended up hurting his hand and I thought that was like there's like shots of like blood on the bandage and not, and then he's like playing with his hand. His hand got all mangled at some point, but then he's like using his hand like there's nothing wrong with it, and I was like, oh. Yeah, well, he uses it later too. It's easy to like rip on. I mean, normally something like that wouldn't bother me, but when this movie is already. Well, they make intention for yeah. you to see this, like recognize this, yep. like this means something, and then it never comes around. Okay. So, I, I get the idea that we're supposed to think the dad's, like, bad thing about him is he's a coward. But other than, like, not beating this guy's ass, he never really looks scared or anything. No. He's just talking to him. Yeah. Until, like, right now, this is when Mr. Dark starts bringing up the dad's dad. And, like, tells him he knows he's a scared little shit and stuff. And this is when he kind of looks scared, I guess. Uh, says he'll make him 
30 years old again if he tells him where the boys are at. And yeah. It's like ripping pages out of a book. 30. 35. And he starts counting up. So eventually he's going to get to like de- deceased or yeah. whatever. Then I don't know, maybe he gets a little older. So wasn't he 54 in this movie or something? Yeah. Like going on 74. Like he, yeah. Well, I think he said he was like 54. So that's why he's like 30. Oh, yeah. 35. They made a yeah. point to say he had a bad heart, so that's why he couldn't do some stuff. Like, yeah. Worry about your heart. Uh, so then he, he says some weird shit to the dad and, like, grabs his hand. Oh, what do you say? Anyways, he, like, knocks the dad out, says, I'll give you a taste of death or something like that so you'll know when it's coming next time. Then they... Goes looking for the kids, talking shit, finds the kids. Uh, and then he, uh, for some reason, he tells Will that his mom went crazy from riding the carousel. And they're walking by the window, and Will sees his mom. And then he's like, oh, it must have been Jen's mom on the carousel, not Will's. And, okay, what was, what was the point of that? And then the, I don't know if it's the ice lady or the Assassin's Creed lady that comes and like she puts a spell on them. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't know. But then here comes like, oh, no more whispering, you little whisperers. Like, okay, maybe they're going to win at the end by whispering something. I don't know. Yes, please, man. Yeah, we need an angry just talking about this. We're going to take a little swig of the cherry infused mead just so we can get through this. It's rough, man. She's kind of creepy coming out of the shadows. The witch lady. I don't know who she is. But I swear to God, this better lead something. Because they kept talking about them being the whisperers. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's some darker meaning that we have no idea. Maybe it wasn't yeah, Beth or something. Yeah, make us look stupid. If yeah, we're just talking shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real masterpiece. <laughs> According to IMDb, it is. Yeah, so the dad wakes up again while they're walking out. And he says, he tells the lady to give him a taste of death so he may recognize when it comes again. Bitch, didn't you just do that? Isn't that why he's passed out already? So then she, like, slows his heartbeat, apparently, probably until it stops for at least a minute. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Quit playing games with my heart. I'm going to have an aneurysm, man. (laughs) A whole lot of nothing happens. Some, oh, Dark, for some reason, Mr. Dark likes Jim and not Will. And he tells Jim he's going to turn him into an adult and Will into a baby. He is Jim's dad. That's what I was thinking. Or maybe we'll see. Oh, but also, they put a spell on the boys so they can't talk anymore, right? Did yeah. you get that? Right? That's what no, she did. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean... Well, she says, no more talking, no more whispering, and then, like... Yeah. There's, like, one scene later where, like, one of them's moving their mouth and words weren't coming out. But it doesn't make sense later. So, Dad wakes up, goes to the carnival, tries to stop them from putting Will and Jim on the carousel. Uh... And then he, for some reason, his first place he runs through is the mirror maze. And then he's seen, like, flashbacks of the day, like, Will almost drowned. And, like, Mr. Dark hears him taunting him and stuff. And then 
I don't know. I don't know. Is Ice Lady and the Assassin's Creed Spider Lady the same person? I don't know. One of them's there. Maybe she takes different forms. Maybe. I don't know. It's like something ha- has to do something with like seducing them or something like that. I have no idea, but there's no reason. For, she doesn't do anything. She's just standing there looking at them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's supposed to happen. Uh, they keep making a big thing about he's ashamed and... Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Like, this is where the shit hits the fan here. Um, Will is on the other side of the mirror, screaming at his dad, tells him that he loves him. Yeah. Even though I'm pretty sure he's not supposed to be able to talk right now, so I don't know how his dad can hear him. And then his dad was like, oh, no. And then he hears him, so then he smiles. And he punches the... Mirror. The mirror, and then he... He grabs Will through the mirror, but it's also like kind of cut sceneing, like he's pulling him out of the water, like he saved him that day. Mm-hmm. So like somehow he forgave himself or something. I don't know what the lesson is here. Uh, all the mirrors shatter, and then the <laughs> the crazy lightning rod man still in the electric chair, and a big boom of lightning comes down. And, like, I don't know if he's just holding the lightning rod in his hand or maybe, like, it was in the lightning. But, it like, it, all of a sudden he's holding a glowing lightning rod up. Uh, it turns into a glowing rod of fuck you is what I put. And then he just, like, I thought he was strapped down. But somehow he gets out of the chair and just yeah. takes off running stabs the ice princess lady who was there for no fucking reason. Like, I don't know what happens because... It doesn't matter. I'm not going to try to explain. Okay, but then the Dark Man, or Mr. Dark and Jim, are about to get on the carousel, and he says, Oh, Jim, you'll love this. You'll be king of the carnival. My son, my partner forever. I was like, okay, maybe it is his son, or his dad. Uh And then... uh, The dad, Mr. Holloway... Pulls Jim off the carousel at the last second, and he gets struck by lightning and starts spinning and, like, fries Mr. Dark. Well, does it, does it fry him, or does it just keep spinning to, like... Oh, he's, like, really, really old in, or something? he's a skeleton. Yeah, he's, yeah. well, he's, like, a... Yeah, I don't... He looks like Golem or something at no. the end. Uh, okay, and then... Let's see... So, Will's, like, upset because Jim's, like, on the ground, passed out for some reason. I don't know if he started the process or something. He's like, don't yeah, die, I, don't, I don't die. Know. The dad's like, don't be a pussy. He doesn't say that. But then all of a sudden, after he said that, Jim comes back to life for some unexplained fucking reason. I don't know if he's dead or knocked out or what. And then... Uh, lightning storm finally hits that's been coming this entire movie that we, from the distance and uh-huh. like like a tornado or something comes and like just sweeps the whole carnival tornado away souls. and then all the towns I think all the townspeople turn back into normal I don't know if they're supposed to learn their lesson or something I don't know I, I really wish that I was more engaged watching this movie so I could throw some more banter back at you but Dude, there's I not just had a hard time I wrote down watching it. They made like a real point 
to point out certain things. Yeah. And then it never came to fruition. Is that the word? Yeah. It's like nothing ever came of it. So was Mr. Dark his dad? I don't know. I think I feel like maybe Who before Mr. Dark's skeleton at the end, it was the little boy, right? Yeah, the, the strong, the strong man. man. Yeah. yeah. So you wonder if he's just gonna like set up shop somewhere else and maybe go back on the carousel, spinning the other way, or I don't know. I feel like maybe in the original cut, he's supposed to be Jim's dad. Yeah. And people didn't recognize him because he had that thing. But then the new cuts, they changed the storyline. I don't. I have no fucking idea what's going on with this movie. Yeah. How did he get such a good rating? I don't know. Let us know. Chime in. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know kind of what your guys' uh, thoughts are or if you've if there if there's something that we're missing. Please do. We want to know. But if you've never seen it, don't watch it. What do you it, think you uh, find out. this movie would have had it done to... to do you think there's one thing it could have done that would have really upped your rating on it, or do you think it was just a garbage fire? Uh, I think New York already kind of said it before. I think they should have decided what they were going to yeah. do and go with it. Because it sounded like they wanted it to go darker at first and yeah. then re-edit it to go not so dark, so that it was like a weird combination of two different movies put together. Yeah. I mean, the movie is only 95 minutes, but I felt that it was really slow in certain spots. Oh, and yeah, I mean, it didn't feel... You know, compared to Zodiac, which was over two and a half hours, I felt that that movie in spots was slow, but if I watched that and then you... And I had to guess how long it was, I wouldn't have guessed two hours and 37 minutes. You know, that movie, even though it was way long, it seemed to move faster, whereas this yeah. one... Even though it was only 95 minutes, it did not flow right. It just was, it didn't, you know, didn't get you, didn't, didn't try to keep you engaged. I don't know. They didn't know. I mean, they could have, they could have so easily gone darker with certain areas or else, I mean, they could have gone the opposite way and maybe, I mean, for being a Disney movie too, like what audience were they going for? I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I feel really dumb if there is like an underlying Macbeth thing or something. With this in here, and I didn't know it, but like, who were they trying to, you know, appease then? Like, well, I would assume kids, because I feel like kids would be the only ones dumb enough to buy it. Yeah, but I, God, that's gonna be way over a children's. I mean, unless uh, people are probably just laughing at us right now. But between these two movies, my head was just like, yeah. Well, this yeah. one just doesn't make sense. The next one has so much detail; it's hard to like mm-hmm. follow. Yeah. It's good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, all right. I have nothing more to say about this. Um. Okay. One thing about the remake. They said they're going to try to stick to the original screenplay. Jerry say that. Which was supposed to be the more darker version. So maybe they'll make it at least more PG-13 or something. Yeah. Hopefully. Because they could do something with it. When you first yeah. told me about it, I thought it's going to be good. But I gave it a 2. I gave it, I came in higher than that uh, just because, like, I, I gave it a four and a half, which I actually had a five written down until we started talking about it, but I felt really bad. Like, normally after I watch a movie, I'll rate it right away, but when I turned this movie off, I was like, fuck. I was like, because I saw this, 
I saw this like a few days ago, a while ago, I guess. Yeah. And I was almost contemplating if I should watch it again because I didn't do it justice. Like, you know. I almost. But felt- part of it's the, the movie's fault because it freaking didn't keep me entertained. Yeah, that's what I was like. Maybe I was just in a bad mood because I remember getting angry. Like, why? Why? That's insulting to me, yeah. to the viewer. But maybe I was just tired or something. Yeah. I don't know. No, I gave it a, a four and a half. And, um, you know, part of that feels like I'm giving it mercy because I did give it my all. But also, the only other reason I'm not giving this like a two or three is that I think this is something where when my son, for example, wants to watch a horror movie, I think this is one of those movies that you can show, you know, a child to kind of get him into, you know, French horror or something. So Dumb I, enough. I, I do, get, yeah, I do see myself coming back to this. That's the only reason I gave it more than like probably. Yeah, it's like Halloween feel feelings, yeah. and like it has that like classic eighties nineties really, like really Dennis the Menace of, music at the start. Yeah, yeah, did a really good job of like you know portraying fall and with leaves rustling right. around. It was in Vermont. It's where it's filmed. Yeah, but in Halloween, it's filmed in like California. Yeah. So no, I came at a four and a half, which. Just below average. I mean, part of it is is, is I normally would go lower, but I kind of did this. I, I, I didn't do this movie justice because I could have given it more attention, and I probably will revisit it at some point. Just just it. I think it deserves a second watch for me at least, just to see if there is things. Yeah, I, I mean, there's got to be a reason for that yeah. rating. Maybe it's just a nostalgia factor or something. Yeah, I don't know. All right, gotcha. let's. Anything else on uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes? Uh, no, please. Let's move on. Gotcha. Do you know what time it is now? Is that a is that a gun in your hand? All right. Uh, it is time for <laughs> Boss Tuna and Drunk Darius's Shotgun Reviews. And I will, like, as I said before, uh, I didn't really watch a lot of... Um, Movies since we last recorded just because I was so busy with life. And in fact, I only have one on here and it was my second watch. <laughs> so how many how many movies do you have? Oh well I have three. Alright, you go first. The only one I haven't seen before is My Bloody Valentine from eighty one. The old one? Yeah. I haven't seen the old one either. I saw the the new one in, in the theater actually 3D oh oh the most more recent one yeah it was yeah. it's only what five years old or something yeah I don't it was typical like Friday the 13th that's why I think all these are like sleep what year did it came out, come out 81 so Friday the 13th oh, yeah. probably after it Friday the 13th was 80 I think okay because the dude is dressed like a coal miner he's <sighs> Like breathing yeah. real hard the whole time, and then like a bunch of like Porky style humor teenagers. Yeah, it was alright. I mean, it's just like any other slasher at that time. It's not this special, but yeah, you at least watch it once or put it in the background or something at a party. Yeah, you got three. Once you do one more, um, I, I suppose I got something I can say too. But yeah, just go ahead. Well, okay. I watched you next, but I've seen it before. 
I haven't seen anything new. Um, oh, that's uh, the Home Invasion one, right? Yeah. I love that one. Is that the one where the guy takes his girlfriend and with his whole family yeah, to the, the house? Yeah. And it's got the crazy twist at the end? Yeah, it's oh, like love almost kind of strangers. Until oh, what was your rating on uh, Bloody Valentine? I'll give it five. Oh, okay. It's worth the watch. It's just, just you think it's just an average horror movie or slasher, it, huh? Yeah, it's just like just average slasher. Yeah. All right. Just like any movie like that at that time. Yeah. But, uh yeah. What What about your next? Yeah. You, no, you. After watching the Zodiac, I watched a lot of documentaries on it. And I just need, and after that last review, I needed to watch something a little more lighthearted. So, what's your next? Yeah. Because it's not lighthearted. And that was your, it was your second viewing with that? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. And what's your What's your rating on that? Good. 7.5. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's what, it's what I like about it, but it's still good and entertaining. I saw, I've only seen that once, and if I had to remember where I came in, I would, I would, I would probably come in at about an 8.5, 8.75 with that movie. I really liked that one. But that was just after my first watch, um, and, and I saw it, isn't that like, what, 2015 or 16 or something? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I just want to apologize. Apparently my phone was hooked up to the Bluetooth, so that's why you kept hearing that ding. Oh, it's that fantasy football. It's confusing me, but that's yeah. probably why we couldn't hear it earlier. Uh, all right, what else you watch? Anything? Uh, yeah. So I guess I only wrote down one movie, but part of the reason I didn't see much is I almost forgot. But I mean, I've been busy with work, and then um, you know, the holiday weekend, I was gone for what four or five days or whatever, fishing up in uh, the Boundary Waters, but. Um, while I was up north, actually, I rewatched this with my sister and brother-in-law, and that was Cargo. Yeah. You see that yet? No. I've heard good things about it. Dang it, Drunk Darius. Is it a foreign zombie movie? Uh. Is it in English? It's English. Oh, okay. Um, God, I got to... Oh, is that your phone this whole time? It is mine. I oh, it's because we're in the same fantasy it. league. Yeah, Every time mine vibrates, that. yours goes off. I don't know how to... Can't turn the sound off on your phone. Well, it's hooked up through my Bluetooth on my. Oh. There, I think I got it figured out. I thought, but <laughs> yeah, funny. no, yeah, there, there's sh- shit's going down in our fantasy lead, folks. I'm I'm sorry, but there's a bunch of trades going on right now, and I'm trying to figure out how to get my phone muted. But um, no, I I uh, was up north uh, in my sister and brother-in-law, and I. Uh, watch Cargo. It was my second viewing. I saw it when it first came out on Netflix. Yeah. And then we watched it again. Uh, but it's a 2018 movie. Um, if you don't know, it is a zombie movie. Um, it stars Martin Freeman, who has garnered quite a bit of fame recently. Um, I guess he kind of started out with... Um, Movies such as uh, the the Hobbit movies, I guess. Um, what are that? The uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he was in the Lord of the Rings movies, um, and then more recently, uh, he was in a couple of the TV series. One of them being 
uh, Fargo. I want to say it was season two. Oh, this is the the Hobbit era. Smeagol. Is it? No, it's not oh, Smeagol. No. He, he plays one of the Hobbits. Okay. I think. But, he, I mean, he's like the main star of the movie The Hobbit. So yeah. He's like one of the main ones. Not Mary, but the other one. But, um, yeah, no, Martin Freeman, he's, he's been in quite a bit of, I mean, World's End uh, more recently. He's a British actor, so he's, you know, yeah. buddies with, um, was it Edgar Wright, the director, and then Simon Pegg and whatever. But he was in World's End, uh, Fargo, and sure. there was one other, there was one other TV series. He was in Sherlock. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. He's a really good actor. Captain America, he's, Black he's, Panther. Yeah. He's in um, shit. You'd recognize him. Yeah. Uh, I gave that an eight and a half. Yeah? I liked it a lot. I was a little skeptical because I was coming in, you know, we were trying to figure out a movie to watch and, you know, my sister and brother-in-law, they like the horror movies, but, um, you know, they were they were like, meh. Yeah. I mean, you said it before, if you're going to do a horror movie these days, you really got to do a new take yeah. or do the old take, but do it really, really well. Yeah. But I feel like most of them are just the same old take. So I try to avoid them unless they do get really good yeah. ratings. They really did like, because I was talking to them about, you know, newer movies, and they did like uh, Caliber. We talked about that long oh, time yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. Because I saw that uh, July 12th, so we covered that in our very first episode. So, but, um, oh, and, and I guess the other thing I was going to say is the reason I only watched one movie is I started watching the new season of Fear the Walking Dead. So, yeah. Um, basically, there's two the season it splits into two so there's like 16 episodes or something yeah um but yeah i've been kind of binge watching that too so i've watched the first half of this new season and i'm starting the second half and i like it a lot it's the first season with morgan so if you're a fan of the walking dead um morgan probably not a spoiler at this point but he comes in for what season four whatever it is of fear the walking dead so which one is he He's the uh, he's in the very first season. He's the black guy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's how you see him. Huh? Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like that guy. That yep. that character. Yep. And then, so that's all I got. You got one more. Ah, uh, just Ozarks. It's not really horror though. But I saw. Did the new season just come out? Like in the last week? Like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it all. It's good, but they always leave you on that goddamn cliffhanger, and you gotta wait a for the year. end of the season. Yeah. Oh, because it's on Netflix, right? So yeah, so they release the whole watch, season. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah, most people watch. Just that wait till all days. the seasons come out, and then you, yeah. you just watch them all. No, that's been on my list. My other buddies talk about that, so it's not horror. It's good. Yeah. So, uh, that is uh, the shotgun reviews there uh anything else with that before we lead off into marathon movie of zodiac next no no all right let's make sure we didn't miss anything here i don't think so we're good to go um let me flip my page over because the next movie that we are talking about is zodiac this is a 2007 movie 
Um, it's rated R. It's a long one. It comes in at, at uh, 157 minutes, so that's two hours and 37 minutes for those that are um, mathematically challenged. Uh, what did this one? What did this one come in at on IMDb? If you had to guess. Oh, I know it was 90 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, was it was really? IMDb 5 out of 5 or 10? 10. 9. 7.7. Really? I don't think there's any movie on IMDb that's a 9. Shawshank Redemption. Citizen Kane. Sh- I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Um, and, and this one actually, guess what the budget on this was? Wait, so this only got, what did the last movie get in IMDb? 6.7? 6.8. So this only got seven point seven point yeah. seven better than that. It's strange. All right, let's move on. What did um, you say the budget? Yeah, guess what it got for a budget? Ooh, I would imagine pretty big. One hundred fifty, seventy, or sixty-five. Really? Yeah. So this is what I would call another mainstream movie. And again, folks, it's we understand, we know, tons of people are just hating us right now because Not we call horror. ourselves a horror movie <laughs> podcast and this is a it's 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 fringe horror it's horrific but it's yeah it's it's horrific it's got horror elements and it's based off of a great story like a literal Not in real like, serial we, yeah killer. yeah yep so um the first thing i will say is if you i mean this is this movie is actually very and i think that's one of the flaws with it is that it's so realistic. Yeah. I mean, there's really not much in this movie that isn't, like, matter of fact. Um, yeah, like I say. And that's that's one of my biggest flaws with it is because I think it could have, you know, I mean, when you see based on a true story, obviously it's a movie, so they do spice it up a little bit to make it entertaining. So, But, um, yeah, this is what I would call one of your mainstream or, or big you know, blockbuster movies kind of thing. It was directed by David Fincher. Um, and all David Fincher does is like direct gems. I mean, this guy is a, he's a stud when he's it comes so to directors. Detailed. I think yep. that, uh, I think that fear Inc movie I watched recently. Yeah. Some movie, David fucking Fincher. Like there's a twist <laughs> or something. Yeah. Um, I tried to stick to more of his horror cred uh, but one of his earlier movies he did that is straight up horror was Alien Three. Uh, also, he did Seven, which is damn near horror if you ask me. I mean, it's another kind of it's crime, almost like crime drama thing. But like I this. consider Seven straight up horror. Do you? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 I, a lot more gory and I can tell you, I've been seeing all of it, but I was bored yeah. with this. I shut it off. Oh, with Seven? Yeah. Are you serious? Maybe oh, I was wow. just one of those bad. How moments. long ago did you see it? No, like half a year ago. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I guess I didn't give much yeah. time to it. That's a shame. I thought that I liked that movie a lot. Uh, he also directed uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Gone Girl. So, I mean, this guy is. He, he's pretty Fight good. Club. Yeah. And uh, you see a new one he's doing? Uh uh-uh. uh. World War Z 2. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I should have wrote that down. I did see that. Dude, there is a praying mantis in front of your car tire. That mother trucker better not fly in here because this table is going to be flipped over on top of it. You know the females eat the males after they get done fucking? Yeah, I do. Sounds like my ex. But, uh, 
Um, yeah, no, that's creepy. He there is, crickets. There is a freaking <laughs> bug. Dude, we're in Iowa. That shit's not supposed to be down here. Well, I see prey mantis all the time. Dude, oh, God. Look at Now it's it just flew in here. Oops. We If if you uh, hear a scream, it's not me. It's Drunk Darius. That's um, true. <laughs> let's... Oh, God. No, I'm not going to focus. All right, let's get going here. <laughs> uh, this movie is stacked with actors. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I, I, I guess Jake Gyllenhaal, I wrote him down, and I try to typically stay... When, when you get these actors that are just big names, I try to stick with um, more of their horror background. So Jake Gyllenhaal has been in a bunch uh, of movies, a few horror movies. He's been in Life, which is a newer one. Yeah. Kind of like space horror, I guess. It was okay. Uh, Nightcrawler, which is considered horror to most people. And then Donnie Darko. I think it was Donnie Darko's first movie. Uh, this is an older one. It's one of them. That's good. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, he's been in a bajillion movies, but uh, Gothica he was in. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a horror-ish one. And then In Dreams. I've never seen that. Uh, but, I don't know, the... Dave Z poster art test says that it looks like horror, so. Okay. Um, Mark Ruffalo, he's a big name. Hulk, uh, Shutter Island, he was in. Um, that's a straight up horror movie for me. And then, uh, last but not least, Brian Cox. Uh, love Brian Cox. Um, we recently just talked about yeah. him. Yeah. So, uh, this was written by James Vanderbilt. Uh, again, you just got a bunch of big names in this. I mean, he is a powerhouse when it comes to writing. Um, he didn't really have a lot of horror, so I wrote down a few, but uh, he was the writer for the new Independence Day, uh, White House Down. Um, and for some reason, I am a sucker for White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. Those movies, like, I could watch those movies daily. What? Well, was White House Fallen the first one or Olympus Down? I think White House Down was the first one and Olympus, Olympus is Fallen is the second one. Yeah, that's yeah the I saw the first one. one. Yeah. It's, it's fine, whatever. Um, and uh, Darkness Falls, he, he wrote, and that's straight up horror. Um, and also, fun fact, he's, he is, he's a producer too, but he's also producing the new uh, Suspiria and Slenderman. No shit. Yeah. I almost watched Suspiria in Darkness Falls today. Oh, is Suspiria... I didn't know that that one was... It's a remake. Oh, the remake. No, I... No, the old one he meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the old one either. It didn't sound... It's about like a ballet or something. I don't know, but it's supposed to be really good. It's Italian. Apparently. Um, Little trivia tidbits about this. Uh, Robert Graysmith. So he is... Basically, that is uh, well. That's Jake Gyllenhaal's character, and he's like one of the main people around um, the the murders. Yeah. So he actually wrote a book, which the movie was based off of. So he was technically one of the writers. So of oh, the movie because they yep. based off his book. Yep. Yep. Um, and then just a funny thing I saw about him was uh, after seeing the movie, he said, "God, now I see why my wife divorced me." Um, oh yeah. So the movie did a pretty good job as far as is his know, second like, wife actually. Yeah, portraying him as yeah. being obsessed. Um, and then we kind of talked about this already, but David Fincher wanted to be very accurate, um, and I think that actually kind of took away from the movie. But he left out the very first murders 
uh, the double murder because there were no survivors. So he really didn't cover, and they didn't talk about in the movie, any of the murders where there weren't a survivor because his whole thing was is he wanted somebody there to corroborate uh, the facts and exactly uh, what happens. So, what? Yeah. So what are you talking about? Someone survived everyone? Well, yeah. Well, well, most, a lot of them. And that's one of the things I wrote down, too, is, like, the Zodiac Killer was a terrible killer. He got, like, five. I mean, he was not very good. Like, they, I, th- I want to say, like, was it seven, I think, they have confirmed, but it could be up to 13. It's like, I think this is five murdered, two survived or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just saw something quick. He yeah. was, he, he claimed, like, 28, but they yeah. traced it to a bunch of, yeah, they thought he was... Everyone thought he was, like, some genius, and then they eventually realized he's just an idiot. That's why they couldn't figure out his stuff. Yeah, well, and there, and, and keep in mind, um, I mean, if, if you are listening to this and you haven't seen the movie and you don't know much about it, uh, they have never found the Zodiac Killer. No. They've got a pretty good idea uh, of who it was, or at least yeah. narrowed down to a couple of things. But if, if you do kind of like this, like, true crime stuff, um, one podcast that does a really good job about making it fun is the last podcast on the left. So I would yeah. encourage you to go check that out, listen to it. They have a Zodiac episode. You'll learn a lot, and they make it funny and entertaining yeah. while you learn. So, But, yeah, I mean... I had a lot of problems with this movie. Um, part of it was is just disappointment because I feel like they sh- they could have done such a better job yeah. with it. You know, one of the things I wrote down was, I mean, are you making a movie or a documentary? Like, yeah. I mean, he was David Fincher was so obsessed with so being detailed. just detailed with everything. It kind of took away. I know uh, uh, from it as well. So, but all right, turn it over to you. What do you got? Okay. Um... David Fincher grew up in this area. He was a kid when this was happening. I didn't know in that. In this area. And remember Zodiac said, uh, pick the little kitties off the bus. The darlings. Yeah, he was yeah. a kid in that area at the time. So he, he talked about being scared. But then um, Toski, Mark Ruffalo's Detective character. Toski, yeah. Yeah, he... Uh, in the movies, he's always wanting, not graham crackers. Is it graham crackers or animal, animal crackers. crackers? So apparently that was a real, like, thing of his. And Mark Ruffalo had the actual guy sign a pack of animal crackers. Nice. He's like, I never signed a pack of animal crackers. But then Fincher, I think he brought Toski out there. Or maybe uh, Graysmith? Graysmith's still alive. Robert Graysmith. He's still alive. He brought some detective out to the murder scene by the lake. And the guy's like, oh, this is where it is. And then they said Fincher just, like, got all quiet and put his hand up and started listening. Like, kind of walked around the area. He's like, no, it's over here. The detective was like, oh, shit, you're right. It is over here. So, like, somehow Fincher just knew that much about it. He knew that the detective had the wrong spot yeah, of the murder. Yeah, I heard they took, like, a year of researching this. Fincher and the writers did. Yeah. When, yeah, he had that the detective and the writer of the book helping the whole time. But then they, like, got so detailed about it that the trees weren't they, there anymore. Yeah, I saw that. They cut other trees down or whatever and placed them where the trees like, were at the time. brought them in helicopters yeah. or some shit to bring trees in. I saw that. That was like, crazy. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's so detailed. Like, I think he, he took away from... He, you know, he kind of slowed the movie down a lot. Yeah. 
so the first third of the movie I'd say is the more horror side so I'll try to cover that the most but then yeah. the rest is like the investigation I think the Zodiac murders only only like over a year or something like that no it was 69 to 72 was it it wasn't very long but this yeah. whole movie spans into the 2000s yeah yeah so, so most of this movie is the investigation part so I'm gonna try to skip most of it cause there's a lot of jumping back and forth red herrings and shit alright but it starts 1969 July 4th yep Fireworks over Val- Vallejo. Vallejo. Yep. We get a summer love. Yep. Opening scene of. Some and they're playing like Rolling Stones or some some kind of Americano music. Mm-hmm. Then we see the young couple. They drive out to this lovers' lane, and. Some kids throw firecrackers behind them. You kind of think it's gunshots. Mm. Well, if you know the story. The, the cinematography was pretty solid on this. Yeah. The opening scene of the car. If you knew anything about the murders. That's what scared me. You I saw knew that about opening the scene of the car and you're like, oh God, this is the killer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a POV shot of him looking through the passenger window and you think he's like picking out a victim. Yeah. Well, first he pulls up behind them and like, what the fuck? If you know the story, it makes it this part yeah. creepy. Yeah. We at least know there's a murder on the loose. But then the guy's like, is that your husband? So apparently she's having an affair. No, I'm talking about like the very, very beginning when the car is driving down the road. The cinematography is really good. Oh, yeah. Because it shows it's a POV of whoever looking out the passenger window driving down the street and there's like fireworks going off. Oh, yeah, piece. yeah. So like the yeah. camera's inside the car yes. driving down. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes and it stops and you're like, maybe he's picking on a thing. And then you see a kid comes up and then his girlfriend's driving the car. Right, which is a married woman apparently. Yep. Which I was like, okay. Yeah, she's, I mean, that's true. It's it's real life she was, but she, it looks like she picked up a high schooler and it, look, and it looked like she was a high schooler. Yeah, she looked young. I guess back in those days, he would be yeah. 17 or something. Okay, so they go to Finger Pop or whatever at Lover's Lane. This car pulls up behind them. I'm like, who's that? Is that your husband? And then the car start, shuts off its car, sits there a second, and then drives off. So the guy's kind of freaking out, thinking it's the husband. She's like, no, don't worry about it. Car comes back, and the guy behind him cuts his lights, gets out of the car, and all you can see is a flashlight getting closer to him. So maybe it's a cop or something. Walks up to the passenger side with it guy is sitting he's like oh man you scared the hell out of us and then all of a sudden pop 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 and then I think he walks away and then he comes back and shoots him more yep so I think that's what happened in real life he heard yeah. that girl moaning or something yep and knew she wasn't dead so he came back and finished them all yeah or did that guy survive he survived that he was, was that the one that Michael survived Michael Majau or whatever the there was a bunch of people that survived he was one of them he was the first but one. he's the one at the end yeah uh, this guy is a terrible like I, I, I man you're a serial killer but you are you're terrible at your job point he's blank like show, he's shooting these kids point blank and you can't fucking kill them which I mean obviously is a good thing for them but yeah the chick obviously didn't make it but yeah that guy did I don't know how but yeah, yeah I don't know he shot him I don't know what gun it was. One thing about the Zodiac, he's known to use a bunch of different weapons. Yep. 
So sometimes they're all fairly smaller calibers. Like one of them was, I was like a 25, which you don't really hear about 25s anymore. No. To give you an idea, 22 is like a little plinker. 25 isn't much bigger. And then I think he used a 38 and a 38 still. Yeah. I know. I knew I met a meth head once at a bar and he showed me his bullet wounds to his head. He got shot in the head by a 22 twice. And he was, yeah, probably didn't even fracture or puncture the skull. I mean, yeah, he just had yeah. some scars. But I mean, I know people. I, I've heard of people yeah. dying from twenty-two too. So it could oh, kill yeah. you, but you could definitely survive that. Yeah, it's it's a tiny, tiny round. Uh, and then we hear the dispatch recording, and apparently it's the killer saying, "Uh, there's." A murdered couple out here at this lover's lane. Oh, yeah, I also killed these other two last year or something. Mm-hmm. And, th- and those are the ones, those were the first double homicide, but they didn't talk about that in the movie or show it because, you know, Fincher said we didn't have corroboration from surviving witnesses. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought there's a whole theme behind this for uh, if they're in different jurisdictions, they don't talk to each other very well. So that's yeah, why they didn't put yeah. it together, because. And there's the movie did a good job of. I mean, this was before like everybody had fax machines and you had to snail mail everything. They didn't have it's like Codex or whatever they have now. Yeah, it's I don't like know what criminal it is. database. Okay, so then we first meet Gray Smith, which is. Uh, cartoon. Donnie Darko. Chronicle. Yeah, he's a cartoon cartoonist. What? Jake Gyllenhaal's character and Robert Downey Jr.'s character is a crime journalist, Paul Avery. Um, They're at like a newspaper staff meeting and we're seeing like the mail come in. The mail lady opens it and she comes into the staff meeting and she's like, you gotta look at this. And then the editor, whatever, the head of the newspaper reads it out loud and it's some cipher from the killer. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, all he says is he wants his cipher to be on the front page of their paper and it's signed with like a little crosshair no name and then they decide to put it on the fourth page well there he sent it to three other newspapers oh, different yeah. ciphers and he said in the cipher is my identity in my like address or yeah. something so like then that. you had these other you know newspapers that were trying to play ball with it as well too and he said if you didn't put it on the front page he was going to go on a rampage and kill a bunch kill of more people, people and, yeah. yeah okay so this is the first time we meet Mark Ruffalo's character which is Toski yep is Detective Toski yep and this is the first time he heard about from ER that's yeah, why that's how I knew him too. But yeah. there's a bunch of people you'll recognize in this movie. Yep. But this is the first time he's hearing about the previous murders and connecting them. This is a common theme in this that the police departments are talking to each other. Uh, and then there's a bunch of like the FBI, CIA trying to crack the cipher, and then ends up being a history teacher and his wife. Yeah, yeah. saw it in the paper. They solved it, which says something about it okay the short version is is he didn't give his identity away no he killing he said killing is too much fun and he gets too much of a thrill out of it yeah and he like wants to get slaves for the after 
for after he dies you know slaves mm-hmm. in hell or some something like that which is kind of reminiscent of a uh, son of sam mm-hmm. but son of sam was after this wasn't it it was right around the same time actually it was it was after or actually yes they're right around the same time they actually mentioned son of sam in the movie i think yeah so yeah uh Oh, yeah, because they said something about demasking the serial killers. They're yeah. just like, oh, he's just a fucking loser. So if you demask him, it takes his scariness away. Okay, then this is the scariest part of the movie, I think, right here, is when the couple are laying out by the lake on the yeah. beach. Straight-up slasher film right here. It, it reminded me of the sundown. The town that dreaded sundown. I haven't seen it. Because he has yet. the same kind of, like, hood. Yeah. Which it looks like a pillowcase, but apparently is also a type of hood that the KKK used to wear. So that's why they kind of people theorize maybe he was a white. Dreaded Sundown was based off of a true serial killer. Yeah. So I haven't seen that, but I'm gonna watch it. Me too. I haven't seen it either. Okay, but anyways, they're just sitting on the beach, or whatever, by the lake. Just the two of them out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of daylight. Yeah. And but they're away from us. There's no one else around. Yeah. And the girl's like, "Oh, there's a man over there. He's looking at us." And do we see him? Like maybe like the top of his head or something behind the, the. The guy doesn't give two shits, and the girl's a little bit worried. Yeah, he's like, "Go, oh, don't worry about it." Yeah, he's like, it's, "It's like, a public park." It's just some guy. Yeah. He's like, he's coming over here. Oh my god, he has a gun. Ah. Shit. Okay, before in a letter he called himself the Zodiac, so that's how he got the Zodiac name. Mm. But anyways, they're out there. The man walks up. He's a gun. The guy's dressed all in black. He's kind of like a pudgy guy. He has like the pillowcase looking thing over his head. The eye holes cut out, but it's mm. black. And then he has that crosshair sign, which we come to know as the Zodiac sign. It's like a circle with a plus sign in the middle of it. Yep. Uh, he claims to be an escaped prison inmate from Montana that killed a guard, and he's not afraid to kill again, but he just wants their car. Yeah. Has the girl tie up the guy, then he ties up the girl, tightens the guys, lays them on their stomach, and they're kind of talking to him. The guy's trying to get information out of him, like, trying to, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, because at first, like, before he had him tied up, the guy's like, I can help you, you know, so you I, I can write yeah. you a check and give you money. And and it seemed like, kind of seemed like the killer is, like, not being friendly with them, but just like, yep. I don't want to hurt you, I just want your car or whatever. Yep. I'm escaping to Mexico. And then but they're laying on their stomachs. I don't know if they're hogtied or something. Yep, they're hogtied. Which is like, ugh, And the guy's looking at the girl. S- it's super... It was like a super close up of his face to her face, talking to her and saying, "It's gonna be fine." Yeah, she's we're scared. She's okay. like, "Don't worry, it's gonna be fine." Yep. And then we just fucking see it, dude. He just comes behind the guy and just starts stabbing him in the back, just in the back, over and over, yep. where the girl is fucking a, screaming. Yeah, and, and he did a good job of like his face, like you know, I don't know what it would feel like. What would you do if you're just? Like, I don't know. So help us, and then yeah, and she knows she's brutal. getting it next. That's the yep. worst part. She's then, there watching. They, whatever they that was 
I mean, it wasn't overly gory, but it was just so brutal and effective. It was like screen. it was realistic. I feel like, like especially she had to watch him once she knew she was about to die. Like, yeah, and then like she's screaming while she's getting yeah. I mean, like just hog tied multiple times, arms and legs tied to each other behind your back, can't do anything. The guy's just stabbing you with a freaking huge chef's knife. Ugh. Oh yeah, that was brutal. That was a brutal scene. It was. It was. It was good. Okay, so there's a lot of detective work going on. Yeah. The whole time, Graysmith, which is Donnie Darko and Avery, which is Robert Downey Jr., yep. the cartoonists and the journalists are working together trying to figure out the And that's like one of the stuff. only things with this movie that was fictional was the friendship between Robert Graysmith and Paul Avery. I can believe that. Cause, yeah. uh, that was the only part that... well. As far as I know, it was one of the only parts that was actually made up in fictional. Well, I mean, they, they, they worked at the same uh, newspaper, right? Yeah, like, but they weren't friends and they didn't hang well, out. Yeah, I mean, it was always kind of random. Like, why is Avery just always coming to this cartoonist to yeah. talk about it? And even before, like, I don't know, but it, it worked out all right. But they figure out something about the most dangerous game. Yep. It's something in the cipher kind of points towards the book the most dangerous game which everyone knows uh well it, yeah because the most dangerous game it's a it's like some words but it's yeah basically um isn't that shakespeare too no i don't think so but or, it's some yeah, is, yeah it's, it's an old about, it's man mm-hmm. hunting man it's like some old guy owns the island and then he catches these like lost shipwrecked Guys and yep. sets them off into his woods, and he hunts them because they're the most dangerous game. Uh, and then we see. Does so it mean idea for a future show? Are we gonna hunt people? Maybe that'd be fun. We can paintball hunt people. Uh. Oh, and then there's a the scene with the. A taxi driving, and we just see like a person in the back seat. We see his point of view. And he's something on the radio about the taxi driver, or about the Zodiac, and they're taking callers in. And one of the callers says, "He's not scared of Zodiac. He's a uh, because he's only taking out like Lover Lane. It's people. He's like, I'm more scared of those dirty hippies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny." Or was it San Francisco? Yeah. And then Pop, the... Taxi driver. Taxi driver gets shot. And then a bunch of shit happens. It's really tough to go through this movie scene by scene. There's so many details. Yeah. But anyways, what happened was in real life and in the movie, there's two cops coming onto the scene. Whatever. Neighbors saw it. It was kids. Yeah, well, they saw it go down, so they got a description. But for some reason, it went over the dispatch that it was a black guy that did it. And we come to find out that two cops walked right by the description of the killer, but he wasn't black, so they didn't stop him. Mm -hmm. Which I think we'll find that out later, but can't get everything. Yep. They keep getting letters. One, This one's with a... Bloody cloth from the taxi driver's shirt. Prove it to him. And he does that quite a bit. And and I believe he sent four ciphers, and only one of them was actually proof. 
Well, no, only one of them was solved. And I don't know if that's still oh, to really? this day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think they only solved one of them. I know there's a lot of people that think they've claimed to know who it is. Like, obviously, yeah. Ted Cruz is one. And, uh, no, he didn't. That's a joke. Ted Cruz? Yeah, you don't know that joke? No, Senator Ted Cruz? Yeah, there's a whole joke. I think uh, I, I think Trump alluded to him being the Zodiac Killer or something, <laughs> even though he wouldn't God. have been old enough. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch of different theories. Fincher's... Oh, then this is where he talks about shooting kids getting off the bus. The little darlings. The little darlings, yeah. And there's a lot of foreshadowing in this, so like... Mm-hmm. When I found out stuff, I had to go back and write. Uh, they keep having problems talking to other departments, keep getting old information that's been out there forever, but they just didn't get it from the other department. Uh, if this happened in nowadays, there's no way that it wouldn't get solved. No. Absolutely not no at way. all. Because I think they even got DNA. I was going to say, dude, with, how, with the technology and, like, cameras on damn near every street corner yeah man they make it real tough to be a criminal yeah they should just put like cameras on the like three pay phones left in the country <laughs> uh one of them was up in northern minnesota i drive by it all the time really you guys got a blockbuster still uh, no the only one left is in oregon or something yeah, we got family video around these parts yeah. uh Gray Smith throws out some theory about all the murders are by water, something to do with water. I don't think that ever comes to anything. Yeah, I mean, they're reaching at this point. So there, yeah, there's kind of brainstorming theories. Oh, then Zodiac wants to talk to some famous lawyer on some live news show. He's going to call in. He calls in. He's like, oh, just call me Sam. And then he like, starts screaming. He said, my head hurt so bad I had to kill the kids. Doesn't matter. This really happened, but it, it wasn't. It was a true story, yeah. But it wasn't. They found out. They traced it back to some like a mental hospital. Yeah. And it was some guy. But that's why I thought maybe the correlation to something saying, I don't know. Yeah. So that doesn't lead anywhere. Let me flip through this novel. Oh, then there's some funny parts. Yes, please, man. This is a slow grinder here. Yeah, this this was like you said. The first um, a third of it, maybe. Yeah, the first third was very much different from the last two thirds. Yeah, it's like mystery murder. There was like some tension, but then we keep getting scenes of Robert Downey Jr., which is Avery the. Yeah, you know, in yep. Jill and Hall at a this one they're at a bar and uh Jake Jill and Hall's oh, characters. I read something about that. That was a real place. The bar they always go to is Morty's and it's uh Latin for dead basically, you know, mortician kind of thing. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that was in true life or if that was just a clever nice little Easter yeah, egg. Clever something just from the movie, but I thought that was kinda of funny. Do you think this part was funny? Which part? Where uh, Grace Smith is drinking that blue oh, yeah. curly drink. Yep. And uh, if you tried it, you wouldn't think it was. Yeah. Yeah, and Avery makes fun of him, and then cut. He's like, "If you tried it, you wouldn't make fun of it." And the next scene is like, 
eight. Yeah, they're just mostly empty them. blue drinks. So Avery's drinking them too. The thing I was reading, they gave the. Uh, it's like a blue Hawaiian. They gave the recipe for it. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. They said the name of the drink. I don't know what it Vodka was. gin, lemon lime, and blue carousel, I think. Oh. Sounds good. Oh, this is where they figure out maybe Zodiac's kind of an idiot because these geniuses couldn't crack the code because they thought it was a... Uh, Harder to crack than it actually was, but the history teacher could crack it because it's actually his basic ciphering. That he learned this from finding these books at ciphering and coding books at the yep. library. So if he could crack it, maybe Zodiac's really not that smart. Uh, some letters keep coming into the newspapers. The, apparently, the famous lawyer, Zodiac, killed. Or kept calling him, but he was never there to answer. So the maid tech took the calls. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out about that more later. Uh, it's the second creepiest scene right now. Is when um, this mom is driving down the road with her baby, and some yeah. car comes up behind yeah. it, starts honking and flashing the lights. So she yeah. pulls over, and some guy we just see the figure of him. It's like, oh, you're. A, you know it's the zodiac. Yeah, you know it is. Yeah. Uh, you're. Tires loose. I'll tighten it for you, but you're not gonna make it much farther without me. So she's like, "Oh yeah, thanks." So he does something to her car. She drives off. He, he basically her tire was fine. He took all the lug nuts off. Exactly. She drives off, and then her tire falls off. So like, yeah. He set it up. He came back. Oh, I can give you a ride to the nearest filling station. And then they pass a filling station, and she's like. There was one right there. He's like, that one's closed or something. But they're kind of talking friendly at first. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you had a baby. Which yeah, I think maybe like, oh, is that, a problem? that points to why he didn't. We'll see. Uh, then while they're talking, he says, before I kill you, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. Yeah, that was fucking. So, like, oh, fuck. And it was just like in the natural flow of their conversation before yeah. that. And then next scene, we see her just stay on the side of the road screaming, and, like, a man and a lady come up, and she's yeah, like, my a trucker, baby! Yeah. And she's like, where's her baby? He's like, I don't know. I just saw her when I got here. So we think, oh, shit, maybe he did throw the baby out the yeah. window. But then she goes into the ditch and pulls it out. She hit it or something. She's yeah. afraid he's going to come back. Did you ever know? I know they didn't say it in the movie, but did you read in real life what happened and how she got away? No. Why the... F- F, would you put this in a movie and not explain it then? Because it, I mean, they spend so much time on all this other crap that you don't need to know about and, you know, details and fluff. And then how did this lady get from his car to standing on the side of the road? Do you know? No, I don't. Uh, well, uh, I think they just said she jumped out or something. Maybe it slowed down, but, or maybe he let her out. I don't, why would you. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think eventually they, I think they decide that he takes credit for this, but it wasn't really him. So maybe the lady was just making shit up or something. I don't so know. So they're saying it wasn't the Zodiac then? Or? Yeah, like later in the details. Like, I don't know. Well, this was another one that survived anyways, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so then the, all these letters keep coming in. He's taking credit for all, all these murders. But then, uh, Avery and Graysmith figure out, like, okay, he's only sending these letters in after an article comes out about it. 
so that that's why they maybe attributed this maybe it wasn't really him because he he didn't send an article until her letter until an article came out about it yeah so he took credit for after reading it in the newspaper they thought uh figure out zodiac is a watch brand that has the same symbol that yep. he's known for so he stole it from a watch Okay, and then time keeps going on. I don't know if any more murders happen. Um, not in the movie, I don't think. I think that was like the last. Yeah, last like that ends up. I mean, out of a two-hour and thirty-seven-minute movie, they showed uh, the murders in the beginning, the knife murders, and then the attempted the taxi murder. Well, the taxi murder, and then the attempted um, kidnap kidnapping. That's it. Or whatever. Yeah. So there, now we're just getting in the straight investigation. So I'm going to try to scheme over it. Uh, oh, four months after this is when they kind of made it a cold case. I think maybe they left just Toski or someone on it. Basically, there haven't been any murders, so they're not really investigating it anymore. But the cartoonist... Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Gray Smith, is still... Well, there's another main character, too. Uh, the ER guy, he's the partner of Toski. Yeah. But he quit. Like, he, Oh, yeah, he quit after he, this. Yeah, he basically was just like... He said something like, I want to watch my kids grow old kind of thing. So he just left it, and then it was just Toski. Toski on his own. And, yeah. and then Avery's kind of investigating, too. Yeah. It comes down to our three main characters, which is... Yeah. Avery, the journalist, Gray Smith, Smith, the cartoonist, and Toski, the detective. detective. But we kind of see it starts to ruin their lives because they're the only three, like, still stuck up on it. They they become obsessed. And everyone else is like, let it go. Uh, I don't know what this has to do. Okay, this doesn't have to do with anything. I don't think, but Gray Smith is at the copier machine, and there's a guy sitting next to it. And uh, he says to the guy, he's like, does it bother you that people call you shorty? He's like, does it bother you that people call you a retard? (laughs) He's (laughs) like, people people don't call me that. (laughs) Yeah, and then he goes goes up to Paul Avery. He's like, do people talk about me and call me things? What, like a retard? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny. I didn't write anything else about that scene. I don't know how to do it. Comedic relief, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. But it it was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, throughout the movie, we we see Gray Smith meet his goes on the first date with his wife. We kind of see their whole relationship mm-hmm. develop. And Which then, I thought, like, did I miss something, or did they talk about how the date was set up, or like, I, what? He knew like her a, friend or something. It was it was a blind date, right? Yeah, but it was like the weirdest. I mean, apparently it must have been true, but he has like the weirdest blind date ever because he gets this date. He's all flustered. But he's and, already kind of an awkward guy. That's why yeah. the guy called him a retard or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this is right at the same time that uh, Zodiac reached out and wanted a secret or a private meeting with Avery. No, it was someone that apparently knew the Zodiac or something. Oh, right? yeah. That's what it was. They knew okay. some clue. Yeah. And Avery was going by himself to chase this lead. Yeah. And they're talking on the date. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just work with Paul Avery. He's gone out this way. We just came from gun practice. It's like, it's like, isn't that pretty far away? Isn't that kind of dangerous? And he's like, no. <laughs> I was reading. 
And then, like, five minutes later, he's like, I, I gotta go. Because he was freaking out. Like, oh, shit, that is dangerous. And they wait. Avery finally calls him. And then, apparently, he finds the first murder that they didn't know about. That was the clue that he found. So they trace it back to the original murder, which... I honestly mean there's so many details I'm not sure yeah, I know it's, it's I don't know if this comes into play or why it's so important they found the first murder it ties into something uh oh it's something about a I don't know I wrote something about handwriting oh yeah well that was a huge part of the movie uh, was they had all these sus- suspects, but they couldn't match the handwriting. And they were trying, they are like, is it because he's left-handed and he's trying to, basically what they surmised was uh, he was writing with his opposite hand. And they had a handwriting expert, and the handwriting expert was actually a, one of the main characters, I guess, in this. And they went out to him a bunch of times with these, these samples or whatever. But there was a quote where the handwriting expert said, when you first start to learn to write, you learn certain ways of how you write a letter. He goes, yeah. you can change like styles and whatever, but you're going to write that letter the same way. So it's saying if you're ambidextrous. Can't say the word. Yeah, ambidextrous. Yeah. Yep. So um, maybe he's writing with his opposite hand, but no one's that good at changing it with their opposite hand. Yeah, so basically what they they did was as they they like 2500 suspects and they cleared almost all of them uh based off of this handwriting thing but then they didn't take in a fact that i i guess a lot of it has to come down to like you know they're talking about like the personality kind of thing yeah but anyways they had another handwriting doctor in there that cleared the main suspects you later out you learn later on so that Arthur Lee Allen yeah. was cleared by a different handwriting well, expert kind of thing. No, it's the, the main handwriting expert says not him, it's not inclusive. But then yeah. his, his like, uh, protege says, don't clear anyone on this stuff. Like, yeah. But that was a bit... I don't know if they said anything about it in the movie, but I don't think handwriting analysis will pass in court anymore because no. it's not... No. It's like a little lie detector test. Where back yeah. then it was like fact, and now it's like yep. not good no, enough. Right. Uh, okay, so this comes out in the news about the first murders. Then they start getting a bunch more calls, and the case picks up again. It's a bunch of like, oh, I think my uh, brother-in-law did it. He's mm-hmm. a real douchebag, you know. Yeah. Those Minnesotans just said, but uh, <laughs> like that black black girl was like, I am the. Oh, I'm the Soviet, yeah. He's like, how many did you kill with a knife? A knife? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like false confessions. Yeah, stuff. there's just tons of people that were just whacked out of their mind. And they're getting tired of it. And then I think the ER guy actually gets like a, maybe a good lead. Yeah, with uh, Dick Cheney. Or no, Don Cheney. The, was Donald that the Cheney. character? Yeah, that was his roommate or something. Oh, yeah, the actual name yeah. of the person. It was his uh, roommate. brother's roommate or something. Yeah, something, yeah. But he's like, I think I know this guy. This is a true story, yeah. It's like, a, he was. He said this stuff to me all before those letters. On a fishing trip. It was yeah. like he's six talk, weeks before or something. He's talking about uh, 
how to attach a flashlight onto a gun. Which is what they thought Zodiac claimed to do, actually. Yep. And then they talked about the most dangerous game, and he talked about shooting little darlings. Yep. Those exact Which, words. Yes. As they came off school. Six bus. weeks before the first murder. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yes, I'm sure. So they go. So shit's getting real at this point. And we're about 15 minutes in the movie. Yeah. At this point. Okay, so they go to interview this guy, and they find out about this. I just wrote Alan. What's his name? Donald Cheney or Arthur Lee Allen? Arthur Lee Allen. He goes by Lee. Yes, very important. Uh, They find out he got fired from touching kids at his old job. He worked at a school. Uh, He's ambidextrous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Excuse something. Well, oh no, right. I didn't. This is when they go to interview him. Yeah, they're at his place of work in a in a uh, the factory. He's a chemist. I don't know what he is, but yeah. So chemist. they go to interview him. So this is where they're getting some of this information from him. Uh, well, he says he can't write with both hands. They try to force him to write with his right hand because they used to do that back in the day. If you're left-handed, they try to. Oh yeah, I'm left-handed, and I went to a school that had desks for right-handers. Still, now they have any lefties? Well, I mean, like you know, some of the desks where you sit down and they have the arm thing for your right. Yeah, yeah, straight up, man. Uh, Not even that old. Well, they used to force you to write with yep. your right. Yep. But that's what, at least what he claims, anyways. So they're interviewing him. Uh, they said Arthur. They call him Arthur. He's like, Lee. He's like, what? Like, Nobody calls me Arthur. No one calls me Arthur. They call me Lee. He's kind of like a weird dude. Ray Romano's brother. No, that's not him. Isn't it? Not from the TV show. Maybe in real life. Or no, 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 no. no. Not, yeah, no. He's from You're something, right. though. You're right. No, that's not Ray Uh God, what? I don't know what he's from. Him, but you'd oh, he was him. actually, he, he was in The Invitation. This guy. Oh was. yeah, he was like the cult leader guy. Yeah, in the invitation. Yeah, he yep. plays. A, I think he used to play like funny roles. Now he's just like straight yeah, creepy. Yeah, he's been a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, he said he already talked to the other cops. Like what other cops? This yep. is like from Vallejo. Yeah, whatever. It's, this is a common problem. And he said, "I came back that night. My neighbor." Was my alibi, whatever. He witnessed me do it, but he, he just so happened to die like 10 days later after a heart, heart attack. attack, so you can't interview him anymore. He's like, oh, and, and all the knives I had that had blood on them were were from a chicken I killed. Yeah, he's like, the knives in my car, the blood on them from chicken. Like, we didn't even ask about fucking knives. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's like, he's seeming real creepy. They, this is a very important scene. They learn a lot. Yeah, so like a lot of what we've been learning up to this point comes out. Yep. Uh, the boots... Yes. Did I get the boots yet? No. Oh. So oh. earlier in the the very first murders you see where um, uh, the married chick picks up the high schooler and their finger popping up in Lover's Lane, yeah. they get tracks and it's from these very particular boots. They're military boots um, with the tread and their and size like 10 and a half or whatever. Some, there's a certain size. Yep. So they go and he's sitting down in the break room and it's the exact same boots. The exact same size. Uh, so that kind of... You know, right, and they know he was in the military before. And they know he's in the military. Uh, 
Also, Toski notices his watch. So you know yep. what brain it is? Zodiac. Zodiac. Mother so, trucker. He's like, let me see your watch. And he didn't want to give it to him, but he looked at it. Then they talked to... I want to keep calling Lee Harvey Oswald. Har- Arthur, Arthur Lee, Lee Allen. Yep. They talked to his brother and his brother's wife. And they're showing them a bunch of, like, handwriting samples. Like, see if it looks like anything you write. And they find out on a, a Christmas card that he wrote to the lawyer, the Zodiac wrote. Yep. He spelled Christmas, like Christmas, with two, two S's. S's. Like, yep. Arthur writes his just like that. Or Lee. Yep. Take it back. Take his handwriting, Arthur Lee Allen's handwriting, back to the handwriting analysis guy. So no, it doesn't match it. It's not your guy, but it's from his his left hand. So they want to get a sample of his right handwriting to see if that matches. But they need to get a warrant. For some reason they can't. The judge won't do it. Yeah. And then it's like a year later. Uh, they find out that Lee moved to a different jurisdiction like two weeks after they interviewed him. Yeah, for a new job or something, right? Something like that. That's what he said. Because he was living in his mom's basement in Vallejo. Yeah. And now he's living in a trailer. But because of this, they can go to a different judge and try to get another warrant. And they they had some more evidence. I don't remember what. But so they get the warrant. They go to his house. He's not there, but they're looking around his house and he has like a squirrel in a cage, but also squirrels like running around. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a couple like dead ones in the freezer or something. It's weird. This is weird shit. Uh, they find his boots again. His black gloves. He has guns. A bunch of guns. He shows up. I don't know if anything. And a scene. Yeah. Yep. Uh. So, they get more handwriting analysis from his house and fingerprints, and apparently those don't match, so, like, this isn't your guy, stop looking at him. But, like, Toski's, like, convincing, no, it's him, we know it's him, like, no, it's not him. So, like, it's kind of the end there. Four years go by, case is cold. Avery, the journalist, it's Robert Downey Jr., was, like, slowly becoming more and more drunk. He got fired or something because some new guys working there. Yeah, there's a guy from Days and Confuses that gets in that fight. I recognize him from um, Saving Private Ryan when huh. he's fighting the German and gets the knife slowly stuck into his. Yeah, chest. yeah, that was rough. That was a that was a scene and a half. I'll you tell don't you remember that. that? Came here to do two things: drink some beer, kick some ass. I'm almost out of beer. And he's like the nerdy guy that gets his ass kicked. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so everyone's sad because they're all obsessed and they can't freaking solve it. It's just like how it's going right now. Um, find out Gray Smith is writing this book, so he's still trying to interview and talk to people, but he's about the only one. He goes to see Toski, and Toski's not. I'm working on the case or he's like I can't talk to you about an open case but if I could I definitely wouldn't tell you to call this person at this number which was he starts helping him out quite a bit so he gives him some other detective from a different department so he goes over there 
And that guy's like, Toski sent you? Well, I can't help you, but if I could, I wouldn't tell you this number. So he goes back to the Vallejo guy, the detective or whatever. Elias Cotillas. Who's a real person. Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtle movies. Who's that? SVU guy, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, well, Casey Jones from... No, actually, he's not. You're thinking of a different guy. Hmm. Elias Cotillas, or Cody, whatever you say his name, he was Casey Jones in Ninja Turtles with the hockey stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The old ones. Yeah, but he's... Yeah, the old ones, but he's not not the guy from Law and Order. Okay. I'll have to fact check that later. Just Uh. dead. Okay, but he lets him see his uh, case files. Because he, he, he lets Gray Smith see the case files from yep. the Vallejo. Um, he finds out that he, he thinks Zodiac was at some party with uh, a Darlene. party, yep. Which is like a... You go drink wine or whatever and paint. Yeah, They still do that shit. Yeah, my wife still does that shit. Darlene, which victim was that? Was that the first Long girl? Long time ago. Uh, was that the no, first I murder? Think, I think it was like one of the single murders, not a double. I, I'm not really sure, actually. Okay, but one of the murder... He, yeah, he killed Darlene. One of the murder victims, her name is Darlene. Her sister gave his testimony that this guy was always hanging around. And he was like, always... Darlene was kind of flirtatious or something. Yeah, she always she had guys hanging around. Hanging around. But this guy was weird. He's creepy. He just stood in the corner the whole time. Uh, okay, so, like, okay, the Zodiac might have known one of the victims so they can figure out who that guy was at that party. Maybe they can figure out who the Zodiac is. Yeah. Um, hmm. This is where it gets really... I mean, there's so much this is where the movie takes kind of a different it's almost like a couple different movies and this is where they get into the hardcore like investigative side you you start to see um oh. their lives get consumed by the obsession of this yeah so. and like their life their family relationships are getting kind yep. of ruined but uh, yep another part darlene this is where he finds in the case files that the other departments didn't know was that Darlene's family all got calls the night of her murder before yeah. they knew she was murdered. So yeah. that's another thing pointing to that she knew the murderer. Yeah. Okay, so talks to Toski again. He's like, well, I can't tell you, but if I could, I'd tell you to call that lawyer. So he goes back. So that lawyer's house, and while he's waiting for the lawyer at his house, he ends for up talking. two hours, eating yeah. cookies, yeah. Which the lawyer's kind of, seems like an ass, or like full of himself. While he's waiting there, the maid comes up and kind of starts chit-chatting with him. And she's like, oh yeah, I talked to the Zodiac on the phone. I remember that day. It was, because he told me it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what, what, what day was that? He's like, oh, it was December 18th. So he's like, oh shit. So now we know potentially that's his birthday unless he's lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, an article about Gray Smith writing the book comes out. So his wife's all like pissed off because thinks Zodiac's going to come kill him. And Zodiac starts leaving him. Zodiac's big thing was is he'd call people and do some heavy breathing into the phone. And he's 
Yeah. As soon as the article came out, he started doing that to uh, Grace Smith. Grace Smith or someone every yeah. night, presumably. Yeah, Zodiac. So the wife's just losing her shit. Eventually, they, he she takes the kids and leaves. So yeah. I'm not going to cover too much of that side. Oh, he gets a call from someone saying he knows who the Zodiac is. His name is Rick Marshall. Yeah. So Grace is trying to investigate this Rick Marshall. Goes to all the detect to one detective. He's like, I gotta tell you, he's my favorite one. For some reason, he hasn't been cleared. He, he was what? He wasn't cleared yet. Oh but yeah. But he also wasn't like a person of interest or something. I don't know. It's hard, a lot. it's hard to follow, yeah. But he was also so in the fun. Navy. They get, Apparently, he used to make posters for some movie theater. And the handwriting analysis says, the guy says, this is the closest one I've seen yet, but I can't tell you for sure if it's him. There's uh, a creepy scene that comes up, too. Yeah, so he goes... He so, wants to meet... Von Miller, which used to work with Rick Marshall. So Von Miller. Oh, his name really wait, was Von is it Miller. Von Miller? Or Von Milner? It's Von know. something. That'd be crazy. It's Von Miller. Because remember, she spells it V A U G H N. It's Von something. Milner. Yeah. We well, wants to go meet with this yeah. this guy that used to work with Rick Marshall at the yep. movie theater. But also, short thing, a new letter comes out, and then the news comes out and says. Toski, the detective, forged it. Did you hear anything about that? Was that real? Because I heard before oh, no. that he literally did. Actually, yes. That he was trying to draw him out or yes, something. Yes, yeah. Yep, he did do, yeah. But in the movie, they made it sound like he didn't forge it. No, he did. I, I think I did hear something like that, too. Yeah, trying to draw him out or whatever. Because it had been years since there was a letter or anything. Okay, okay, so... This, and then Graysmith finds uh, Darlene's sister, because they're looking for her forever to find out who this creepy guy was at this painting party, yep. and she's like uh, in prison somewhere. So he goes and talks to her. It's like, oh, do you remember this guy's name? He's like, is it Rick? She's like, no, it's not Rick. Like, it's Rick, isn't it? She's like, no, it's not Rick. And he's like, fine, like storms off, and then she's like, it was Lee. I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. earlier he said people only call him Lee, so yeah. Arthur Lee Allen. Oh, then this is when he goes to talk to that guy to talk about Rick Marshall. It's like, oh, well, we think he might be the killer because his handwriting is the closest. And the, this guy's kind of like a short little, I don't know, unassuming dude. He's like, oh, Rick, Rick didn't write that. I wrote that. It's like, Okay, so come down to my basement. I'll show you yeah, some stuff. Yeah, this style. was a really creepy scene right here. So, like, the dude's still being friendly, but after what, hearing that maybe he's the killer. Yeah. They get on the basement. I don't even know what they're looking for. They were looking for uh, a date. They were looking to see if uh, that movie, um, Man's Greatest or whatever game, oh, yeah. was in the theater at the time when he was working there. Yeah, and uh, something about the film rolls, they kind of look like they have like a little Zodiac symbol on them. Uh, yeah, it was a good scene. He's trying to get out of there. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. The door's locked. And, yeah. and he runs up the stairs. The door's locked. He can't get out. And then the guy's standing right behind him. The ghost shit. And then he just lets him out. 
Uh, wife and kids are gone. Okay, we're so then the wife him. comes back for some reason, but she has some file to give him. Yeah. I don't know how she got it, really. She's like, whatever you gotta do, just get done with this so you can be done with it, and drops the file. And she's he's flipping through the file, and it's like a Arthur Lee Allen's driver's license. Yeah. And it has his uh, birthday on there. And this was when he was like, holy, holy shit, yeah. my birthday is... December 18th, yeah. the same as what the maid said the Zodiacs was. Alright, so he goes to Toski and he's trying to tell Toski all these points that go to Arthur Lee Allen. We got military boots, same size, most dangerous game, Zodiac watch, uh, background of school children, misspelling of Christmas, bloody knives, he cleaned out the trailer 40 hours after the interview, the letter timeline matched up when he was in and out of jail. So, like, there was no letters when he was in jail. Right when he got out of jail is when mm. another letter came back. Uh, he knew Darlene, one of the murder victims. And he lived, like, right next to where she worked. But then Tossie's like, oh, it's all circumstantial. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Okay, so basically they're not going to charge him is what it is. Everything points to him, but they don't have any good evidence to charge him. And then Gray Smith goes into this hardware store, and that's where Arthur Lee Allen is working. He's like, can I help you? He's like, no, I'm good. And then he kind of just gives him the look. like, And he recognizes. He's like, I know what you did to Arthur Lee Allen. And then we kind of get Arthur Lee yeah. Allen's look. Like, he knows who Gray Smith is. Yep. Yeah. And this is, this is when the wheels are coming off here, because basically Avery's drugged out and drank himself into a stupor and yeah Graysmith is on his own his apartment's full of like case file boxes he's still writing this book and he's like just defeated at this point yeah his family's gone but I think he's this is like years later like I feel like no one's even investigating the cops it's like because they can't they think it's Arthur Lee Allen but they can't put it it on him and this is right before the book comes out he goes and sees him at the hardware store, Arthur Lee Allen. And Avery was the only one that wasn't alive when this was filmed. Probably his boozing or something. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died in. Arthur Lee Allen died in like the like nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And then uh, Paul Avery died in two thousand at the age of sixty six due to fucking drinking himself to death, pretty much. Okay. Okay, the book comes out. I don't know what year the book comes out. I don't know either. Oh, we just see, like, we just see the book on a shelf or something. But then we see these detectives are bringing this McPoyle. You ever watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh. Oh. It's a a character from that show the actor is but he's the one kid from the beginning that survived that shooting oh Majo yeah Michael Majo or something yeah boy well, he's a different actor now it's just him yeah, grown up it's, it's the real life name it's yeah. Michael Majo or something like that and I don't know why they're why just now they're showing him a, a lineup of pictures 
Well, because he, he just he disappeared. Just, or something yeah, he before. disappeared. Yeah. So they found him years later, which I think yeah. might have been like this is like in '92. This was right after because they actually searched. So Arthur Lee Allen's trailer, they searched his place like three times. Yeah. Uh, and the last time they searched it was right after he died. Um, and then you know they reopened or whatever shit started rolling again after he died, and they got whatever, and they tracked that Michael Majow down and or no. No, no, no. I take that back. Uh, for some reason, th- the case was transferred over to the other guy, and he tracked down Michael Majow, and that was in 1990. Okay. And that was like weeks or months before Arthur Lee Allen died unexpectedly, and they were actually in the process of oh, charging yeah, him. Yeah, that's what I, at the end yep, of the They were going to charge him. Well, first, they bring back this witness and show him like a photo lineup. Yep. And he picks Arthur Lee Allen. He's like, I'm 100% sure that's the yep. man who shot me. But then when they're about to charge him, Arthur Lee Allen dies. Yep. And But then they get a, a DNA from one of the envelopes. Doesn't match Arthur Lee Allen. So it's like, but yep. who knows if that's even his DNA. That yeah, was and that's there. a true story, too. Is That's like one of the things is... It's like everything yeah. points to him besides the yep. DNA. But, you know, they... You know, could have. Uh, it's it's. It, they said it came back inconclusive because they did DNA testing back in the '90s, which is different and not as accurate yeah. as it is nowadays. And I heard that as of 2014, they are redoing like DNA testing, and then they're using the same testing that got the Golden State Killer. Yeah, the familiar. Just like last year, so they're they're still like trying to figure it out, kind of thing. Yeah, but. The- Problem is they, they're not even sure if it is his DNA. But yeah. if they can't find the person this DNA belongs to, like yeah, I'd be big. And but they still the cops still never ruled Arthur Lee Allen out. And the case mm-hmm. is still open, but they didn't clear him at all from that DNA. Yeah. And that's the end. I skipped up. There's a ton of details in there that I ran Yo, over yeah. because there's no way we. I mean, we'd be here until the sun came up if we were trying to. Oh man, which I mean, this went on for for two forty years. I mean, the first oh. murders were in the what sixty sixty eight sixty seven something like that. I mean, this went on for years. So man, and then I was like trying to listen to true crime podcasts about Zodiac. Just, there's so many different theories. Like, oh, they think maybe the cops did some of them, but they just pinned those on the Zodiac to yeah. get away with it. Or maybe it was a hitman that was only trying to kill one of them, but trying to make it look like... There's so many theories, too, because then, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a serial killer. The only thing that, it, you know, my armchair detective comes up with is that he was obviously, like, mentally disturbed, like, you know... He had he had to fulfill those urges and you think so? Yeah, I mean, I think that he would just get like super excited and giddy. Like, how do you not kill? I mean, he he was terrible at what he did. Right. He was a terrible serial serial killer. He just wasn't very good at it. Yeah. I think he would just get these urges and he'd get all like hyper and excited and whatever, and he'd go out and you know. I don't think so. I think I don't know. I think he was mad at the world. He's taking out on them, and yeah, then he wanted he's attention. He's only going to kill, like, seven people in the span of all those years. Yeah, but that's why he stopped killing after a few years, and only, for, as long as he got attention, he stopped killing. It's just like BTK. Yeah. 
But I don't. I'm obviously, this sounds wrong to you, just murdering random people. Yeah. And like personally, like Son of Sam would just shoot him. Mm-hmm. He this guy went up and stabbed him too, and shot. But. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he didn't really have. A, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. I think hopefully they can figure this shit out because then it's just one of those cliffhangers that leaves you. I don't know who it is. This movie definitely points to Arthur Lee Allen. Uh, I think I think people make it more of like he's a mastermind than he actually is and the simplest answer probably is the answer. Thing is though, from what I remember of all those ciphers, like you said, four of them, only one's been to this day. Um, Oh, I skipped over a part where Gray Smith cracked another one. I don't know what it led to. Or maybe part of the first one or something. Yeah, it was... I forgot. It was something. But... Because the history teacher did the very, very first one. Or, yeah. I, I don't remember what it was. It was something, yeah. Well, that's what they were... He had his kids working on it and all that stuff, too. Gray Smith did. Yeah. I mean, that's when they cracked it. But yeah, I don't know. It's either he's really smart or really dumb. So, like, it was just, like, gibberish. That's why they couldn't figure it out. Or if he was just so smart, he's like, even. He's like, like the code rain man of crackers. serial killers or something, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Idiot savant? Hmm? Idiot savant? I don't know what that 42 matchsticks. Oh, is that his name? No. It's... Idiot savant is, like, what they call Rain Man. Okay. You ever seen Rain Man? Yeah. I was just talking about Dustin Hoffman. They called him Rain Man all last episode. Yeah. It was a great movie. It is a good movie. Great movie. All right. Let's let's wrap this bitch up. What do you give this? Six and a half. Six and a half, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, It got long. I will say, even though it was two hours, 37 minutes, there were parts of it that got long, but it still did not seem like a two, over two and a half hour movie. It It was very well made. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I don't know if there was a bad actor in this movie. Almost everyone in it you've seen in something else. I mean, from the directing to the writing to the actors, I mean, they... Yeah, I mean, they... uh, It was good. Uh, It was just... I think they did suffer because Fincher had to be so detailed and, like, real that it just just dragged on me it would be cool if they would have made like a two-parter or something, but they couldn't have. Or maybe the first one would have been the murders, and the second one would be, or maybe like a True Detective style yeah. miniseries or something. Man. Yeah, they definitely could have. I mean, for yeah, for me, if they would have focused more on, you know, the murders um, and a little bit less on the investigation. See, well, that's what Fincher said. He didn't want to make it about. About the Zodiac and the murders who want to make about the people that were investigating it or something. Yeah, but even still, like, I don't know. I mean, you're making a movie. It's supposed to be entertaining. I mean, it was entertaining and it was pretty good, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't have the attention span to watch long movies anymore. Sometimes I can't go to the movie theater for a long movie. See, I I knew you were going to... With it being a long movie. See, I, I like... I'm the opposite. I like long movies. Like, well, I like long movies when they actually know how to, like, facilitate. Entertain. Yeah. This that is just a huge movie. spider's web. You gotta, like... Yeah. 
keep track of every single I ended up watching stream. this throughout two nights. I think I watched this. Oh, yeah, that's right. I started it last night, and I finished it this morning. Yeah. Just because uh, I, um, yeah, it's a long movie, and I, I was like, I didn't want to watch it when I was too tired and whatever, so I watched like half of it last night and yeah, got up early and finished it this morning, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I thought it was good, it was entertaining. Six and a half, and, and I mean, yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. I'll give it seven and a half. Yeah. But I've seen it so many times. Not so many times. Enough times so where I wait. I can just put it on and watch it for like hour, hour and a half and be entertained and not need to see the rest yeah. of it because I know what's going to happen. But I, just, I don't like the long movies, especially for like the horror genre. Yeah. Which probably says something about our society today that we can't sit down at all. I know. I almost feel like I have to take my cell phone and, like, go put it in a different room. Oh, yeah. And I think that I would actually... I think that would actually bring my enjoyment of movies up immensely. For sure. So, but usually I watch movies so late anyways. It's not like I'm worrying about, like, returning text or anything like that. But you gotta check I just like, find myself, like, man, my, my attention span sometimes is just, like... If it's not, like, engaging me constantly, I'm like, yeah, let's see what's going on. Facebook or Twitter. Especially with this one. There's so many clues. Just at the end, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. At least they did it well. Yeah. Still don't know where Nightshade's dad is. All right. He's putting people on a carousel. That's why. I guess. Running them backwards. So, I came in. At a six and a half with Zodiac, Drunk Darius came in at a, was it seven and a half? Yeah. Uh, to recap, uh, that turd we just talked about before, I'm sorry if you're a fan. But the title makes my brain hurt. I can't yeah. even say it. I, uh, something Wicked This Way Comes, I gave it a four and a half. Drunk Darius gave it a two. There's got to be a reason it's no. not high rating. Well, do a little uh, research and, I don't know, let me know next week. And My theory is just nostalgia. I don't know how I just thought of this randomly now, uh, but I wrote something on, like, the first page here, and it was supposed to be, like, a brief edit. But I don't know how I forgot this movie, and I don't think I talked about it, but last week when we did our... I think it was our discussion topic, we talked about top comedy horrors. Did I say anything about The Babysitter? Because that's, uh, that's one of my honorable mentions for I think sure. we talked about... me. That's not a Christmas one. No, no. no be, horror. Better Watch Out is the Christmas one. But I don't oh, think yeah. we talked about The Babysitter. No, because I had Shaun of the Dead, Fido, Evil Dead 2, Zombieland, Hot Fuzz, and Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Honorable mentions, Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Return of the Living Dead. So, Babysitter as well. I forgot how great that movie was. I just listened to a podcast... With it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." I, th- I don't know if I, I started watching it. I think it's a, it's it's a Netflix. Yeah, it's, I, it's I always I wanted to see it. Then like it's one of those I started, just didn't feel like going back to. Oh, it's great! It's way great. All right. So, um, anything else with uh, Zodiac? Ted Cruz did it. Ted Cruz, look it up. Listen here, Ted Cruz. You heard it here first. Well, not really. 
before we wrap this episode up, let's get into this uh, segment. Oh, yeah. The segment uh, for this week is Actor Spotlight. You got this, Boss Tuna. That's right. Who's your actor? So, I, when we were, Drunk Darius and I were talking about having these rotating segments, this was the one, I saved this for last because I wasn't, I was trying to think of something better. Yeah. But Never. actually, yeah. after getting into it, um, I actually kind of enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Like, I don't consider myself a writer or anything like that, but it reminded me of college, like doing some research and writing some stuff yeah. up and whatever. Uh, and actually... So my idea with this, and we'll probably, this will just be part of my rotating segment. So, um, you know, if you guys have been paying attention, uh, I'll do two and Drunk Darius will do two. So every two months, I suppose, you'll they'll come back around. So, yeah. Um, but no, this is my first shot at the actor spotlight. And it's more of like something where it's almost like a commemorating or honoring an actor uh, of the previous movies we watched. So okay. um, I believe our first episode, we didn't do any kind of special segment, did we? I don't, I don't think we I did. I don't think so. I think we started at two. Yeah. Because two, three, four, five, and then... Or I, I don't know what it was. But uh, no, I chose Gunnar Hansen. So, Who's that? You don't know who Gunnar Hansen is? No. Leatherface. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Was he in anything else? Well, how about I just... I'll just get started on my right. uh, actor spotlight with Gunnar Hansen. Uh, the Pisces was born March 4th, 1947 in Reykjavik, Iceland. What is Pisces? Best... Sorry. Pisces. That's his uh, zodiac sign. I know. On March 8th. Oh, you're not Pisces, yeah. It goes until the 13th, I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that I'll continue after being rudely interrupted, fans. I'm sorry. Uh, the Pisces was born March 4th, 1947 in Reykjavik, Iceland, and he's best known for his role as Leatherface. Uh, according to the Zodiac, he is characterized by empathy and an expressed emotional capacity. But you wouldn't know that uh, from his roles. Uh, he is known as a slasher film actor. His roles include Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Chainsaw Sally, Brutal Massacre, a comedy. And there is a repeating theme in there, if you didn't notice. Uh, Gunnar moved from Iceland when he was five and landed in Maine, where he lived until 11. Fate then intervened and brought him to Austin, Texas. After high school, he went to the University of Texas, where he stuttered, studied English and math. Uh, that wasn't enough for him as he went on to uh, his graduate studies and he earned degrees in English and Scandinavian studies. Uh, much like a freshman, however, on uh, prom night, he reached his peak with his very first role, uh, which was the iconic Leatherface. Unfortunately, the producers slighted him um, with an embarrassing offer of reprising his role, so acting largely took a back seat where he pursued his other passions, which included writing. Uh, after a 10-year hiatus, he got back into acting and built a fairly impressive career uh, in the horror industry. He went out much like he came in with his final role being in Texas Chainsaw 3D. 
He was taken too soon at the age of 68. All of those organs he cut out of his unsuspecting victims throughout his iconic role came back to haunt him and avenge him in the role of pancreatic cancer. Rest in peace, Gunner, for you will forever be a horror icon. <laughs> so that's a little snippet on Gunner Hansen, uh, most notably for Leatherface. That's good. He's got a decent... I didn't know he's from Iceland. Yeah, I didn't either. So he's got to be a Vikings fan. So Yeah, and the Giants over there, right? Right, I don't yeah. know if he's that big, though. He, he was decent size. They put those stilt shoes or whatever on him when he was... Oh, yeah, he's running in high heels. But... Um, He's, he's got a, you know, the one thing impressive that I, I, I liked reading uh, is if you go back and look at his film credits, yeah they're almost entirely horror, which I thought that was pretty awesome. So, I mean, and, and, and I read an interview, too, where he, <laughs> they, they were like, you know, asking him about being a horror fan. And uh, he was like, I was kind of a late bloomer and he didn't get into horror until later on. Did he like it before he uh, was in? Yeah, he didn't really say much about that. He's kind of a late bloomer with the horror. But, yeah, um, yeah he um, was in just a bunch of horror movies. I mean, I mean, the first one that kind of pulled him. So he starred in Texas Chainsaw, and then he was in one called like Night Demons or something like that. Slashes. Yep, and he actually took a 10-year break, and the one that pulled him back <laughs> – was the one, uh, God, what was that one, like Texas Chainsaw Hookers or something, and I thought that was kind of funny. But he's in a bunch of movies randomly, just mainly slashers and, and horror movies or whatever. The one thing that I do want to talk about, and I thought it was kind of ironic, um, so, I mean, he passed pretty early. Um, 68. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that was in, what, 2015, I think it was. Oh. But... Some reason I thought it'd be. Or no, 2013. It was 2013. It was right. Or no, it was 2015 because yeah. 2013 is when um, uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D came out. But he actually was a writer. He wrote a couple movies, and one of them was Death House. And that he actually passed uh, before that got replaced. And he was a writer producer of it. And it just recently got um, finally like his dying wish was for the movie to get finished. Oh. And they, and they finished it, like, uh, and it was released in, like, February or something of this year. Oh, what, what was it about? Uh, they basically said it was a horror version of Expendables. Yeah, that, I heard about this. So they get all, like, uh, like all the famous horror actors, like, uh, who who plays Freddy Krueger? Robert Englund. Yeah, and, like, they get him, like, a bunch of these guys that all be in one movie together. Yeah. I haven't seen it though. I haven't, even, I haven't I heard about watch it. it. That's all I read years. about it. Like I purposely didn't watch any. I didn't watch any um, previews or trailers or anything. I just. I think I want to say it was uh, one of the other podcasts I listened to. Someone saw it, and and actually, from what I remember, they didn't really. Oh, it was ki- the Killer Cast podcast. Uh, one of the guys didn't really rate it that high. Yeah, but that's not going to stop me. So well, it I'm, seems I'm like it was kind of like a. I mean, it was his personal like produce. It was his project. Yeah. It was his pet project and and whatever. So, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, Gunnar Hansen, he's kind of uh, he, he's, he's pretty important character in the horror community. So, oh for sure. You say he's like a 
empathetic guy or whatever. Well, that was what he, he was like a softy Pisces. Oh, that was a, the zodiac sign. I, I figured since we did zodiac tonight, I should uh, like, throw that in. Yeah, so we'll tie cool. in with that. So, uh, get, well, we got the military flying helicopters overhead. Those zombies are probably breaking out of the pens. So we're right near that. A major army base. Can't tell you which one. Top secret, folks. Top secret. This helicopter's flying over all the time. So, um, I guess the last thing is to talk about next week for a couple minutes before we wrap this up, huh? All right. Uh, since we just ended with it, start uh, next week going back into Drunk Darius's deep dive. Yeah. So if you guys remember, uh, Drunk Darius did a deep dive into Hocus Pocus, which was pretty impressive. Uh, go back a few episodes and check that out. Uh, but the segment next week is Drunk Darius deep dive, and then we won't know what he's deep diving in until next week. Oh, or yeah. No, oh, the movie is going to be cropsy, but there's going to be a little. Or are you doing your drunk extra something there? Huh? Are you doing your 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 uh, uh, deep dive into that, or is that yeah, like, yeah? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to share that with us. Well, I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll see. You'll see. Okay. All right. During uh, the discussion? Um, yeah, so the discussion topic for next week is top five horror movie theater experiences or stories. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit. Man, I got to think of them. So, yeah, I mean, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I've seen a lot of horror movies in theaters, and there's one in particular. It's going to be my number one. And I'm very excited to share that with you guys because I feel that it is an extremely underrated movie. And my experience at the theater really cemented that into me rating it as high as I do. So I can't wait to talk about the top five horror movie theater experiences or stories that you have. So, man, I like hit the movies a lot and try to have an experience. Mm hmm. Um, Do you have five down? I haven't written them all yet, but I know I've I, I've got like off the top of my head, I can think of like three right now. Okay. I, oh yeah. I mean, I or, or I can think of yeah. I mean, it can be it can be if you got a cool story or a movie you saw in the theater that you were just right. glad you saw in a theater because it really yes. amped it up, or if you have a good story or funny story or. You know, I mean, I think anything, you know, there, there's a reason they charge you 10 bucks plus to go see a movie in the theaters because it's always top of the line, top of the line sound quality, top of the line picture. Yeah, it's just a different experience. Yeah, it, it really does amp it up. It, it, I compare it to seeing a live band. I mean, it's really tough to go see live music, even if you don't like that style of music and not have a good time. Yeah, especially you know? horror movies too, because yep. everyone's in it together, like screaming, yep. laughing. Yeah. And some of them you gotta avoid, because there's always like that group of like seven junior high girls there, yeah. laughing the whole time. Yep. so um, we got our segment down. Uh, we're doing Drunk Darius' deep dive, and he's gonna throw a little uh, hot sauce on that it sounds like with something yeah. extra yeah he's gonna do a little something extra with that uh we got the discussion topic um last thing or just the movies 
Oh yeah. So Drunk Darius has the uh, the old movie. movie. I have the new. Uh, what do you got? Well, I want to do one from '91, which is the year I was born. Ooh. So I, I looked it up, and the top one was. Uh, can you guess what the top horror movie is in 1991? The top horror movie 1991. It's I don't know, like Fringe. It's a. Oh, French. 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 Yeah. Um. It's probably no. Hold on, I can get it. It's not the Bruce Willis Sixth Sense one, right? No, it's like 99. Was it 99? Yeah, how old I guess like 93 or 4. <laughs> um, Fringe um, Horror in 91. I was going to guess something like, like Leprechaun a, or something like that. That's funny. Pumpkinhead. Uh, no, it was Silence of the Lambs. Oh, but just did that long as Zodiac one, which was like a murder mystery. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that some other time, but. Yeah. Number two was like Leprechaun three, or like a bunch of like sure. sequels to eighties yep. ones. So then I went to nineteen ninety, and guess what was the top search that showed up there? The top horror movie of nineteen ninety. Uh, Pumpkinhead. No, you're gonna get it. I it's don't a even know. Jacob's Ladder. I don't think I've seen it. Huh? I, I've heard a little bit about it, but I don't even, it's gotten good reviews, but I have no idea yeah. what it's about. Is that the movie? Yep, Jacob's yep, Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Okay, let me write that down. In 1990. Who's the main actors in it? I have no idea. I didn't even look it up. Oh, all it's right. just the top one. I'm going to go in blind. Jacob's Ladder and The Void. The Void, yes. Kids, I'm taking you back. I apologize because we've done a few kind of fringe horror movies lately. Um, and and I figure it's time. We need to get back. I get mean, some heavy hitters. Yeah. I mean, we're getting balls deep into this next. So bring your protection and your... Uh, Holy God. There's freaking moss and shit die bombing us, but... Yeah, throw the plastics on the uh, bed tonight and uh, bring your protection because we're going deep into uh, some hardcore horror here. So yeah, I've only seen The Void once Me too. when it first came out, and I was extremely impressed. So I'm hoping that it holds up. But I guess we won't know until next week. So uh, anything else before we sign off there, Drunk Darius? Legalize it. Yeah. Yeah, bird. <laughs> All right, kids, um, stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Get on that uh, uh, TV machine of yours. Watch Jacob's Ladder in the Void. Follow us along next or in two weeks uh, as we cover the Void and Jacob's Ladder. I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better.